Try it again. Uh. Okay, here we go again. See if we get some bigger lines. That seems better. And Maybe a little better. I still have to fucking yell to get up to Jared's level. No, I, I can just like mix you a little higher. You know what I mean? It makes me a little higher up in that shit. Yeah, yeah this is much yeah. better. It, it must yeah. Be the, the encoder setting. Yeah. Plus some. Uh, uh, should we just roll with this as the intro? Dude, I mean it fucking works for me. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, this is another exciting titular episode and issue of Craft Comics. We're on issue number 25, and today in the studio, I am so lucky to be joined by not one Dan McHugh. Fuck that guy. He's out. Canceled. I get two guests in the studio. I got Daniel Saffer with me and Zeke Witter. Say hi. Say hi, everybody. What's up? Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah, as a longtime listener, I'm really glad to not have to hear Dan McHugh's voice. We've got number episode. yeah, we've got number one super fan in here, Zeke Witter. So that's 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 really exciting stuff. Uh, I really get sick of that fucking guy. <laughs> he's he's so it's it's so hard to work with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he uses the word heady too much. Does he uh, does he say heady a lot? Yeah, he says heady a lot. Do I say like a lot? I think I say like a lot. Yeah, I catch myself saying like a lot, like a lot, like a lot. Honestly, this bit that we're doing right now and in the intro is better than like the first three that we started the show with. So yeah, it's not yeah, bad. It's not bad. Last time, uh, D- last take, DSAF tried to like take take me down, send a send a NDA. No, what, what do they call those things? A copyright violation strike at me for the intro song. So that's real nice. Thanks, Daniel. But we'll be okay. We'll be all right. Which is by what are they called? Now now. Now now. So yeah, we'll plug them. Now Dude, now. Anyway. And the and the and the band is called no. The band is called now now. And the album's called Saved. I can't yeah. remember the. the they track. might get some new listeners from this. Yeah, check them so, check them out on Spotify. Yeah. Actually, it's a really fucking good album front to back. You know, if you like that kind of sugar pop, saccharine sweet, pass the microphone. Yeah, right SGL. <laughs> it's my jam. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so we have a funny kind of jank microphone set up here. These guys are passing. You, you'll, you'll be stuck with me the whole time. Uh, I'm going to be those buttery, dulcet, smooth tones. Uh, but they're passing back and forth the microphone. So forgive a little bit of awkward pauses here and there. We'll figure it out. The more that we drink, uh, the better, the better that this is going to sound, I think. So this is Craft Comics, a weekly-ish uh, comic book and craft beer podcast where we I don't know. We, what do we do? We 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 drink beer. And we talk about comic books. That's that's kind of that's kind of the big thing. Uh, Daniel and Zeke both brought the beer this week, which is very exciting. But before we get to that, I like to ask my boys what they've been up to, what they've been reading, what they've been watching, what they've been playing. Uh, Daniel, I think we'll start with you, and then we'll bounce the pass the rock to Zeke. Yeah, sure. I'm trying to do a little bit better this time. I was like, oh, no, you're I'm I watching put, anime. I, oh. <laughs> I put you Fuck. on. What are you talking about? This is the first time we're recording this. This is so easy. There's no takes. Like we're we've yeah. done this flawlessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a bit that I was doing before. This is actually the first time. This yeah. is a first pass uh, through. Yeah. yeah, this is the first pass. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just finished Evangelion on Netflix and. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go fucking watch it. It's incredible. It's incredible. Just some may robots, say. Christian stuff, yep. the Kabbalah, like. I bet Madonna watches it. She, mm-hmm. She's into the Kabbalah. Um, it really it really took me back to, you know, all the times that I had depressive episodes in my life. So that was good. It, yeah, then, you mean uh, like... <laughs> it was like all the time. <laughs> no, uh, it's still ongoing. <laughs> and then I'm also reading... Um, the book is called Evicted. I can't remember the name of the author. So sorry to the author of Evicted, but it's about the housing in uh, Milwaukee, but also kind of just in America and how what happens when low-income people have to find housing and yeah so you know it's really light uh yeah 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 some casual reading casual reading yeah. and watching for me matthew desmond, matthew desmond you'll see okay that's 
See, we got a we got a computer guy now who's gonna look computer up all guy. the all the all the fun facts that we missed. So you don't need a correction section when no. you can correct everything live. And we don't have a correction section anyway because we're never wrong about anything that we've ever said on this show ever. Yeah, so I can only think of a few things. I've, I, you're mistaken. It's simple. It's, it's as simple as that. So Daniel has been watching. Um, a uh, young Japanese boy masturbate over an unconscious girl and uh, reading about people being evicted in Milwaukee. Zeke, how can you possibly top that? <laughs> uh, definitely can't. <laughs> I remember that scene in that show. I too watched uh, Evangelion like yep. earlier this year. I'm not super enthusiastic about it though. It was kind of just really fucked up and sad. Yeah. And like, yeah, hard to watch. Yep. Lately, I have been watching. Um, my I've been watching Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You've been watching Call of Duty yeah. Modern Warfare, like um, on like on Twitch, or did you just say? Yeah, no, I just you fucked said, that up. You said uh, playing. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm playing that game while none of my friends are. Yep. Which is kind of aggravating. Yeah. And I'm sitting here being this guy where I'm like, I know Activision sucks. Uh huh. I know Call of Duty has sucked for like a decade, uh-huh. and this one is just them trying to pander to like my nostalgia to get me to play it again. Did, did it work? It's fuck. I think it's fucking good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I really like it, dude. <laughs> I've been playing it. I man, some of the times that I've been having with that seven two five shotgun, it's just like a one shot. You <sighs> snipe people with that. Yeah, fucking yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, yeah, but no one will play with me. So uh, every once in a while, I have to bounce out of that, play some Apex Legends, which uh-huh. you know nothing about uh-huh. as a Fortnite stand. I was gonna say, enjoy the Fortnite experience <laughs> with Jared. Me being like in the Fortnite group chat, being like, will yeah. anyone play Fortnite with me? Everyone goes, no. It's been months. <laughs> it's been months since anyone's even entertained the idea. So. Yeah, and then I've also uh, I'm on yet another playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is nice. like game of the year for me dude i love yeah. that shit yeah you're uh, you're doing a golden deer playthrough right indeed on maddening difficulty my girl I, my girl hilda yeah okay i'm not using hilda this time i think I f- that's one of the reasons i fucked up i didn't know about this battle like halfway through the game where you need to use the original people from your house in this fight and now uh. i'm like well i'm gonna i can't progress now because i didn't use any of them I was doing an all female like a harem playthrough. You oh know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a there's a you have to use the original yeah people like, from your house. The people who come join in the fight partway through it are all original Golden Deer people. Yeah, which like a, like Lysithia, I use her. She's dope. She's but a she doesn't fucking come tactical. Until the end of the fight. Oh, and so I get like Hilda and Ignatz who I don't use, and Raphael Yikes. who I don't use, and they're all just like they die fucking instantly. Oh my god, I had no. Okay. That's, Someone should have warned me about that's this. A, that's a rough. That's a rough thing to do because uh, yeah, you do a harem run. You you do nothing but all the the, the yeah. top waifus. You got your Mercedes. You know yeah. what I mean. You've got you've got Lysithia, uh, Dorothea. Uh, if you're Black Eagles, you do Edelgard, right? Yeah, Petra. Petra, huh? Yeah, Petra's inability to speak the common tongue. It's really attractive. It's very fetching. There's something very yeah. fetching about her struggling through yeah. through just basic English. You just want yeah. to pinch her cheek because she and tries Lysithia, so hard. She promises to die young, which is also pretty appealing. Yeah. So that's um, sad. She- <laughs> <laughs> so her whole thing, dying young, is because of the crests, right? She was experimented on. Uh, big spoilers for Fire Emblem. Sorry. We should have thrown a warning. Is this like out. a normal conversation for Fire Emblem players? It's like, you know. Yeah. Okay, my waifus. Yeah, you got all female playthrough. You got to talk about best girls. I'm writing fan fiction on the side. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, is this normal? Okay. For, for yeah. real, a lot of it, like the support conversations, a lot of your characters will get to know each other through once they like bond in battle and shit and from eating meals together. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'll you'll get these like you'll be privy to their support conversations where they like become best friends and stuff and you get all this stupid fucking backstory and learn all these dumb facts that like i should hate it 
Oh. The type of things that I'm into. Baby, you and are you are one Lysithia body pillow away from being a full-blown weeb. Yeah. <laughs> if ever, if anything, this anime could ever draw me in, I'm pretty concerned for my future. Yeah, but, just yeah. stay away from Crunchyroll or you'll, or you'll, you'll lapse like me. Oh, I, I have been, yeah. I've mainlined three anime series in the past month and like all three of them have made me like ugly cry at one in the morning mm. because it's just like that anime shit. It's all, it's all, it's the melodrama. You're like, yeah. you know, it shouldn't work. You know, they're like these four high school girls are going to, they're going to Antarctica. And one of them wants to go to Antarctica because her mom went there on an expedition and never came back. She's like, my mom's waiting for me in Antarctica. And you're like, you know, you see it from a mile away. You're like, that bitch dead. You know what I mean? But it's, it doesn't make it hurt any less. Do they end up uh, triggering second impact? No, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't. Maybe first impact. Maybe that's the. Maybe this is a prequel to. Is there a first impact? I'm assuming. Yeah, first impact is when the moon collided with the Earth. Of course. The black moon of Lilith. Of course. Did you guys fucking? Yeah, no, this is actually <laughs> stuff that I learned in my college geology class that we're talking about now. Yeah, or this is an First anime. This is an anime knowledge. podcast now, so buckle yeah. up, guys. This is gonna be this um, is gonna be a fun ride. That is what I've been doing now. Okay, cool. mostly some like some video games. I have a new video game philosophy of just kind of not getting super addicted to one thing. Just do what you want, to, baby. Yeah, yeah. So. whatever feels good in the yeah. moment. Outer Worlds is okay too. Yeah, I'll say that. I will say that. I I I don't love it as much as I wanted to, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, what I've been doing is mostly playing Pokemon that came out a couple days ago. That shit's real good. And then, uh, drinking red wine by myself and crying at anime. I don't know. I think, I think my life's going well. I think this is a, I think this is a natural progression. Um, and this is, this is how it was always supposed to be. No. Yeah. You're like DMing me at like one in the morning. You're like, play Fortnite with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a, that was a specific call out and I'm not a, I'm not appreciative of it, but you know, it's accurate. I can't deny it. We can all bond over crying over anime, at least. That's true. That. That's true. So um, if you want to check out anime, it's good. There's more anime out now than there's ever been. It's like weirdly embracing like some of the worst parts of it, though. Like, uh, like you know, like hentai. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. there's, uh, there's some tropes of that leaking into mainstream anime. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say the one like I wouldn't expect anime to do well in 2019, yeah. given like the cultural and political climate we have nowadays. Yeah. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like 20... 10 maybe I anime think, still sitting back there where like oh these women are just sex objects kind i of think thing. you can kind of like punt it and maybe weebs can kind of punt it and be like well that's japanese culture poop you know what i mean and yeah. you're like you're like yeah. I'm completely no, you're canceled if you question it you're yeah like, i'm absolved of this how can you that's question this shit it's exactly japanese, it's their own culture yeah so quit being quit trying to fucking they buy panties out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you like a what are you a colonizer <laughs> get get out of there we need to hard steer this conversation away from anything more political or this could get real dicey it does get ugly like half your it, it does get ugly real quick no we, we've gone political on craft comics before we we don't try to stay neutral you know what i'm saying oh. it's very clear that we are uh horrendous horrendous liberals on the show so oh yeah okay. and we we have no conservatives so it's cool if i say like Fuck China, go Hong Kong. Yeah, free, free. Donald yeah, Trump is a I mean, piece of uh, shit. Uh, Zeke, oh, you just lost me half my ad revenue. Uh, the one thing that you can't say is anything bad against China. It's okay. My ad revenue oh. is is zero. You I know. forgot China pays for everything. Dude. Ten cent owns seventy five percent of my podcast. Yeah, Casper <laughs> mattress is owned by the Chinese. I don't know if you knew that. Is that true? Yeah. Oh fuck. No, it's not. I just. Oh, I have my that my one shot at sponsorship. We're gonna do the ad reads later, though, right? Yeah. It's Casper well, we and can, Blue Apron. We can do whatever you want. <laughs> or there, is it Daniel. just Patreon? Oh, it's Patreon. Okay. Yeah. We. Oh, that's a thank you. Brilliant segue. We do have some socials that I never remember. Uh, we got Craft Comics, Comics underscore Craft. I think on Twitter, Dan made the Instagram. Look up Craft Comics on Instagram. You'll probably find us. Uh, and we do have a Patreon that I haven't updated in about six months. So if uh, you're feeling 
uh, I don't know, uh, extra spicy, you can go over there and actually give us money. I don't know why you would ever want to do that, but it's something that you can do if you want it to. But let's fucking, let's get both hands on the wheels of this ship and just wrangle this bitch into submission, okay? Because we are off topic. Comics. No, beer first. Oh, beer first. Beer first. As a longtime listener, I'm a little disappointed that you don't understand the format of the show, Zinc. I am deeply ashamed, actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm like sitting here seeing you look at me with that just, just the piercing disappointment case. all over it's, your face. It's, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed at the end of the day. Which is, which is way worse. Everybody yeah. knows. Everybody knows that's way worse. Uh, so we are drinking, uh, and we have t- not taken a single sip of this yet. Uh, this is Swamp Thing uh, Hazy Double IPA. Yeah, we'll, we'll open it for you. Uh, this is brewed by who? Lake Louie. Lake Louie out of Michigan. Is that right? No, you I guys know? It's, it's Is it Milwaukee, Wisconsin? It's Milwaukee. And Verona. Like Verona, Wisconsin. Brewed and canned by Wisconsin Brewing Company, Verona, Wisconsin. Working draft. Oh, and then Lake Louie and Working Draft are on this here too. This shit is so getting confused so confused by this. It's it's getting so hard. Oh, so this yeah. must be a it's, it's a collab. It's yeah, like when okay. Ariana Grande does you know a song with like Social House, and it's like both of them on the same track. Is that the Ariana Grande thing where they she did some K-pop? Oh, okay, no. Do you guys know about that? What what's going on with Ariana Grande and and all these people getting canceled on social media for not knowing what K-pop is or something? Does anyone I'm, know? I'm out of the loop on this. You're out of the loop. Pass, I can't riff on this. Pass it to Zeke. Does he know? I mean, I had a deep eye roll from that. Okay. Um, no one should be canceled for not knowing what K-pop is. Okay. Okay. So we're all on the same page. We're about to get canceled for not knowing what K-pop yeah. is. I mean, but. we know what K-pop is, man. So not only Don't are we? we now hated by China, but also Korea. We're doing very poorly. We're doing very poorly on this podcast. But I think we're. Or think we're big in Japan. Huge in Japan. <laughs> huge. Oh yeah. You're right. We love the anime. We yeah. love anime, and it's their culture. You can't even make fun of it. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, so this beer is a double IPA. Uh, it's it's good. What do you guys, What do you guys think about it? It's a it's a hazy IPA, so you can't see through it. It is, uh, I would say, deceptive. Having having um, only my first sip just now. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, deceptive. It doesn't taste super boozy or anything yeah like good old hazy ipas i really like that these came around because i was getting super burnt out on ultra hoppy ipas right and these like you know they're kind of tempered versions of that this one is 8.1 abv which oh seems really high for a hazy ipa that (laughs) well it's a double so it's a double hazy so i feel Ah, like you can actually hit between that seven and nine percent anything above that i think you'd start getting like some hotness from the from the alcohol but but this is a good range burns yeah the burn the burn yeah um I think Dan had a hazy IPA at his like wedding reception. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the inspo. It's on tap in my in my if that that left tapper. If you if you pull it, that's it's that same fucking beer actually. So he yeah, gave he that gave was me good the shit. Game. It's good. Thanks, Dan. That's a working. It's a working draft hazy IPA, or is it Mobcraft? I don't know. It's one of the two. I never I never remember. Uh, but yeah, it's this is like a it's like a juicy, fruity, alcoholic bomb. It's really it's really good. I think the can art is pretty nice too. You yeah, know, let's talk about that. Y'all never talk enough about the can art. That's like, true. That's an art in itself. You're right. You know, it's You're part of the right. process, right? And this one, it's got like this like pretty like hand drawn looking font on there. It's got this like screaming, uh, like art one hundred and one looking lady. Yeah, who's like also a zombie screaming, and then a bunch of dead zombie hands reaching up. Where I'm not sure where the zombies are, and like it's a swamp thing. Thang, excuse it's me. The swamp thang, yeah. Please. Why are there so many zombies? I, in the swamp? I mean, are zombies swamp things? Is there a sequel to this beer? We'll we'll never know. Yeah, it kind of has like a like D D Y D I Y D Y I D Y D I Y like uh, Newgrounds vibe, like the early like yeah flash animations is just like 
dumb shit that people would do. Oh, hang on. We got some splash some splash text. I'll, I'll read it out. Just when you thought it was safe to open the fridge, Swamp Thing delivers a fierce bite of bright citrus and tropical fruit flavors and a huge, hazy, hoppy high foam. Oh, whoops. High Hoppy high from Simcoe, Enigma, and Citra Hops. Beware. This monster double IPA from Lake Louie Brewing and Working Draft Company will get you shook. So that's basically exactly what I said about it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not and not so many words. Uh, so are you boys shook? Am I shook? Yeah, are you shook. It's right like now? every beer just gonna start. It's like this beer is lit. This is no. a this is a this is a this, this is, is a, a very lit. woke beer. This beer is woke. Uh, so woke uh, that it uh, wokes the the dead. Am I right? Yeah, is that, is that yeah. 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 Is that yeah. Is we can write a <laughs> copy for this shit. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, easy. absolutely. Easy. Um, we really do need like a we need like a mic just hanging from the ceiling to capture like ambient laughter in the background. Yeah, like, or like or like we we it's need too a, hard. I need to be able to riff on Daniel and like laugh <laughs> at the shit that he's saying and not be over here in the dark corner with no microphone. Uh, this it's just so funny because like uh, we need like a microphone that'll capture like the awkward glance as I ju- <laughs> look to both of you trying to figure out which one of you is going to talk to me first. <laughs> like which I'm, who's going to pop up? I'm eagerly clutching the mic. Yes, so Dan, you know Dan, that Dan I'm about it. to say something just well incredibly and, hilarious. I've known you. I've known you for such a long time that you do this thing and you it's so fucking fun i always know when you're ready to say something because you get this you do this thing with your mouth you're doing it right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's the it's the thing so i always know when you're keen it's just zeke it's zeke he's a he's everybody the says that I mean, people i work with are like oh what did you want to say daniel like, i know you have a thought about this like tell me your like <laughs> hot take it's, it's because you start laughing at the thing you say before you say it you're like you're like repeating it in your head you start laughing and you get a little smile on your face and you're like oh I'm about to say it that's the one I can't help I'm so funny. It's not my fault. <laughs> fucking, yeah. So how are you boys enjoying the couch? Is it is it comfortable? I I pulled it out from the from the wall. It's nice and nice and cozy. It makes this arrangement more comfortable. All right, yeah. cool. I make Dan sit on that shitty chair over there because I I hate him. You know yeah, what I mean? So right. you understand I want to make him uncomfortable. That's a Dan fucking chair. Yeah. It's a Dan ass chair. <laughs> For sure. It's like the padding is it's so loose and worn down now that he's basically just sitting on the springs. So I it's, it pleases me. It yeah, he's going to be like Hank Hill. He's going to need like one of those like butt orthotics yeah, after that shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's it's my intention. orthotic. Yeah, the whole reason I I actually pitched this podcast it was just to fuck up his bum. You know what I mean? Like I want to I want to cause him irreparable spine damage. You don't do that already. Oh, nice! Oh, yo, yo! Someone had, someone had to. Yeah, that's that, funny. That's funny. That's funny, Dan. <laughs> okay, um, let's let's let's. Uh, the art on this, I was gonna say to bring it way back, is very on brand for some of the comics that we were reading. Uh, we, oh yeah. We picked up some like cool kind of horror-ish, horror vibes comics uh, this week. So with that, I think we transition into the comic books uh we've got four from dc this week two from marvel and we did get one bargain bin for you guys so I, you know it's been a while since we brought up the bargain bin so i thought it'd be I thought it'd be fun to do it again i just want to say before we start with yes. these um please you can just choose one for me to intro and okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and do my best you you want to do it yeah like how, i mean how not, are, how, it doesn't have to be this first one how are you on a cold open should i give you the cold open sure let's dollhouse okay oh Ze- yeah okay zeke's gonna do dollhouse number one dollhouse. okay cool i gotta open up my notes real quick uh this is professional this you've is, got notes i got notes that's right baby what you do you didn't tell you, us where do you think that this shit comes from you think this just pops off the top of my head when Bro. i say things like the dollhouse number one written by mr carey uh with layouts by peter gross vince Locke on finishes chris peter on colors and todd klein on letters honestly i Jessica- figured you, yeah, I figured you were just reading the front of the. Oh no, it's really hard to find <laughs> these things. That's something they don't tell you in fucking comic book podcast school. Is that like they bury the splash pages with all the credits like mm. all over, so you have to do it ahead of time. Yeah, and we got Jessica Delva on the cover. Uh, so yeah, Dollhouse number one. This is part of the Joe Hill Hill House Comics DC Black Label 
Huh, imprint. If you're not confused, uh, bless you. But Zeke, you said you wanted to take a stab at a cold yeah. open on this one. So uh, take a stab um, at this. This is a cool one. It was pretty fucking cool. And yeah. uh, it was explained to me that black label means, um, yeah. you know, boobs and penises and yeah, stuff. You can draw up an oar. Um, so I got pretty hyped about this one. Yeah. Uh, there's this weird, like, gothic looking lady and a dude with a devil tail on the front, which I'm not sure how that comes into yeah, it. Yeah. It will I'm, eventually. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's the one that fucked the guy to death. We'll, I think, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> warning. Oh, spoiler warning. Yeah, we're gonna spoil these books. Oh yeah, you should probably say that. Long pause. We're gonna talk about these Can books. Can you really like? There's not much. You know, it's like you gotta read like six of them to get like a. good... You know, it's better to just cover your butts. No one listens to this show Fair. anyway, besides you. But so it's best to just cover your butts. Spoiler yeah. warning. We're gonna talk about these books. It's nothing personal, baby. I just don't want to hurt your feelings. So okay, this one, go. there's a lot of promise here. This story seems pretty cool to me because yeah. in the beginning, it's like. It's like hinting at three different fucking timelines already before you start, yep. before you meet any characters. It's like, okay, well, way long ago, this fucking like primal beast thing fell out of the sky and got mm-hmm. buried in in subterranean earth. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, well, but forget that for now. We're just going to go to like the dollhouse and the family living there. And um, this little girl, I think mom and dad call her Lally. I think she's Alice. Yeah. Alice her na- is her, her name. name is Alice. How, yeah. How apropos. They yep. call her Lally, which I'm not, I'm not sure why. British stuff. Um, oh rally bottom <laughs> there's a lot of britishisms in here that are pretty funny yeah um but yeah she's uh she's this little girl she gets a dollhouse uh bequeathed upon her by her great aunt something or other some kent right yeah and um and the parents are like well this is fucking weird i don't know yeah. about this aunt and should we even give this creepy dollhouse to our daughter and then they're like well yeah sure whatever and they you know of course right through that yeah. conversation. if they didn't then we wouldn't have a comic book right yeah and um turns out you know who could have guessed <laughs> the people in the dollhouse are alive and, and real. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, and one like, of them was fucked to death by a succubus or something like well, that. Well, that's in a different timeline. You're right. So Sorry. back in I like 1860 something or other, these, these two geological surveyors out there, like they find this creepy cave. They stumble upon this cave. Uh, one of them goes in, starts exploring. He gets down to the bottom of this cave. He's like telling his buddy, he's like, I'm going to go in a hundred paces. And when I get back or when I get that far, I'll turn back. Three SpongeBob cut three days later. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, for real. I think it was three days. Yeah. Um, yeah and uh, he never comes back. They don't really, you know, what happened to his friend? I don't know. Who knows how long that dude waited. But the guy who goes in the cave, he's, he finds this giant creature that crashed to earth at some point. Plus yep. this weird, creepy woman whose dialogue boxes are black instead of white. Yep, that's how you, yep. that's which you know. That's seems, how you know. It seems to imply that she's not quite, like, on the, on the side of good. And she's, you know? I mean, she's certainly not a 1800s British woman oh, because yeah. she grabs his hand and just jams it into her crotch. Yep. And is just, and he's like, oh, madam. Which we've all met women who, you know, who hasn't had one of those experiences who, exactly. where you show up at like a house party with friends and like, who hasn't? Oh, hey, this, these people look nice having a chat in the kitchen and that, uh-huh. that girl approaches you who's like, here, give me your hand, puts it on her vagina, uh-huh. you know, and then fucks you right there and then you die. Yeah. Pretty this normal. Happened to, this happened to all of us. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that happened to the dude. Yep. Um, I mean, to be fair, she's pretty hot. Daniel has something to say about this. He keeps reaching for the yeah, mic. Yeah. He wants the mic. Yeah. He's, he's doing his mouth thing. I don't. I think. I think I was gonna make like a a bit about uh, Victorian area England and like grabbing all eight of your skirts that you have. But yeah, it, sure. it kind of passed me by. But I, I will say that it was yeah, a funny joke. What Zeke just described actually happened to me like at least six times. Yeah, uh, it's happened to all of us. That's 
that's why I'm here doing this podcast. I'm actually fucking dead from. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I don't know. So yeah, I didn't tell you guys, but once you enter this this basement, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're dead and you'll never leave. This is this is actually mm. the waiting ground to whatever shit your soul gets sorted into at some this point. This is where we air all our dirty laundry for our relatives and family. Yeah, this here. is this is the mm. good place. This is the bad place. This is the in between. Well, so. how did Dan get out then? He's not. He's not. He got he's, sent. He, you think? You think? <laughs> I, Dan like, is in France. Yeah, he's in. He's in France. Quotes, he's in France, dude. Quotes. Just like my fucking dog is in a farm somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you gotta tear that bandaid at some point. Yeah. So where was I with this? Do we? <laughs> do you? Do you usually <laughs> summarize the whole thing? Like, I don't. I'm not trying to tell the whole story, but it set up some like interesting stuff here. Yeah. I mean, we can. Yeah. There's some cool. There's some like diverging timelines. There's a real shitty dude who like oh, beats man. his wife. He's like a. He's Alice's like a, dad is a fucker. He's a prime piece of. He's yeah. a prime piece of shit. But he gets the old uh, ice pick oh, to the yeah. back of the brain treatment. So that's what I thought was pretty cool about this. Is this this magical dollhouse where you know at first you're like, well, like, this is comic books. I guess it's not that weird that the dolls in here are alive right yeah but then you find out why they're alive and it's because of the black room yep which is the house is fucking like it's got its own mind and powers and it's like i will grant you one wish i yeah. can see the future something bad's gonna happen i can stop it but you have to live in this dollhouse forever yeah and i'm assuming that that means that that guy his one wish was to fuck that lady yeah i don't know how he plays into it yet you know like yeah I, cause poor he's guy. not, you know, we don't see him in the dollhouse. The, the, my favorite fucking panel of this is her just like pulling her skirt back down and being like, on your way now, little man. <laughs> he's that, like that, fucking that dead was, on the ground. That was grand. And he's got like the life draining from his <laughs> eyes. It's like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Th- this book had me horny on main. Yeah. There horny on main. There was definitely a panel where, um, we'll, the, we'll, like we'll sort s- of yeah. spirit apparatus personification is like fucking this dude from the 19th century. And she's. She's yeah. giving him what for? Let me yeah, tell she's you. she's steering the train, which is like very uh, unbecoming of a lady. You know what I mean? Of a lady of genteel, genteel. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck you say. I don't know how that goes. I mean, you, I don't know. You know I'm gonna saying. be I'm gonna be pissed like if this was all just in like the little girl's head. You know? Oh, dude. I I don't think that's a problem, and I also don't think that this dude is in the dollhouse. And I'm not like she. I don't know what her relationship is to it yet. To the voice, you mean? Because the if you notice the voice in the dollhouse is also like the black. It's and the her white voice, yeah. certainly, right? Like she is somehow the dollhouse. Yeah, but I don't think that dude is gonna end up there. Like he, f- she f- fucked him to death. I don't <laughs> to, know. Like, so maybe to that steal, was like to, to like do to like take his soul or something. As all know. women do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But like, there's this big giant dude underground that you know it barely touched on. She's like, he's been asleep for a long time. It's, it's best b- we it's leave best him that way. Keep him that way. Yeah. I'm thinking, dude. She's she gets these like. You know how many geological surveyors have stumbled upon that cave? So oh, surely thousands. Many. Yeah, yes. <laughs> at least. So she fucks them to death to take yep. their life energy and give uh-huh. it to this fucking giant dude who's underground. And that's like, okay. and so at some point, the dollhouse and this giant creature guy, they're they're you know those storylines are going to come together. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure, sure it's it's going to be like unexpected, like the hit mid two thousands movie Crash. <laughs> All these timelines will 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 converge into a single point. That shit won an Oscar, dude. It that did. Was, yeah. uh, Don Cheadle. Absolutely. <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned not to be racist. I learned. That's I learned when I learned. I learned racism bad. <laughs> it was so that from that, that actually. That is like a fucking real fact, dude. I think that <laughs> that, that movie, like you know, come. We grew up in a white ass town. Oh, and it, it was the first introduction that I ever had to um, police profiling of black people. And I, yeah. I, mean, I know that sounds super shitty because considering I was like 14, 15 right. when I saw it. But like, no, that shit hit that, me that, late, that, though. That, that concept, yeah, was uh, yeah. was completely. So we're like re-rehabilitating Crash because like 
first like now like everyone hates it yeah and now we're like saying that we're, we're like, actually we're like, fuck uh you know to kill a mockingbird it was actually crash that awakened me to the yeah fucking so we're we're, we're gonna we're okay. gonna be the we're gonna be the first people who are steering crash back into the limelight we're gonna we're, we're saying crash was it has been dealt a bad hand you know uh and that it needs it needs a second look and having mentioned to kill a mockingbird does okay. not change my statement at all about about <laughs> crash all, uh, all you took away Crash from that was, was surely Bradley. The, the first time I was ever confronted with those social issues. Yeah, that book was that book was cool though. Yeah. So, like, how do we f- how do we feel about this this book? Would you yeah. would you read more of it? You like? The oh, for sure, style? for sure. It's this kinda... is it's got this kind of like um, Edgar Allan Poe-ish kind of meets Goosebumpsy vibe for me, <laughs> where like everything is like it's a little bit played. You know what I mean? It's not quite as like horrifying as like Poe likes to do it, but it's still got that kind of I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the setting and like the guy who's making all these wonky inventions, you know, it, it reminds me of that of that era. Um the art's really good. It's got lots of like real thick uh black lines. It's, it's really evocative. I, I really like the way that all the all the characters are drawn. Um super cool. Yeah, I think it could be kind of a cool imagining of how, you know, like going into a fantasy world to deal with yeah. trauma yeah. can be uh yeah we'll see how it's it one way out. of coping you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, until you fucking kill your dad with a <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. that, that, i, I mean that's say, that's coping that's right? the part like, we probably should also cover like you know spoiler podcast yeah uh the dark room the wish granting room so something i'm curious about here is like I, I, it doesn't explicitly say that she like you know she accepts the offer of the dark room because yeah. she leaves the dollhouse she grows bigger right yeah and the dollhouse says she could make something happen that yeah. the doll that the dollhouse could make something happen to the dad right right which is like okay that's implying that bad dad beats up mom you know yeah dollhouse is like someday he's gonna kill her if you don't act right so the dollhouse yeah. is like you got to live here forever and i'll save your mom but that's just implication so it's kind of looser than that it's like oh i can make something happen to fix to stop him right right so then the girl like says her magic words that make her bigger and goes back out and fucking kills papa with a hammer right so did she do is that the is that her agreeing to the dollhouse pact or did she take the did the the dollhouse make it happen is that what it's saying when it's like i can make it stop the dollhouse like yeah. yeah, or did she take did she take fate into her own hands quite literally and just yeah. bash his fucking skull? I'm kind of thinking she might be fucked and she might be living in the dollhouse forever now. Yeah, like, I'm yeah I'm of two minds on that because I I kind of feel like the the dollhouse could have made like a book fall on his head and break his neck or something, but she was like, which does happen. It does you know, yes. in, in real life all the time. Absolutely, all the time. But yeah. uh, but she decided, hey. I hear I hear what you're saying. Don't want to live in you forever, so I'm just gonna take this hammer and knock my my dad's skull in. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Definitely, it's a good it's a good number one to set up. Yeah. Danny wants to talk. No. 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 I I, I summed it up. I, I summed it up perfectly. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's a good rating. Uh, it's it's good for people who uh, you know don't want some cape shit, right, Daniel? I know you. Yeah, I know you think that's it right. Is. Yeah. So it's I mean, it's not cape shit, uh, but it is <laughs> it is it is from a cape shit publisher. But I'm really excited to get to the cape shit though, because I have yeah. some words about some of the. Cape I'm excited. Shit. I'm, hey, you know what? I'm just proud of you because you said to me yesterday that you're going to keep an open mind about some of this stuff, and like I I dropped you into some some challenging shit. You're on Superman. You're at the end of a. You're at the end of a fucking arc for Superman, and the end of an arc, of an arc for Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm excited. My whole objective is just to say cape shit or cringe okay. as many times as possible during this podcast. Dude, I know you're, that you're, hates both you're of us. eating, bro. That's cringe, That's dude. Cringe, dude. <laughs> Why do you like shit? Why do you like? Why do you shit? like That's anything? That's enjoying cringe. Things. That's cringe, bro. Um, speaking of enjoying things, I think uh, uniformly around the room, all three of us really enjoyed Basket Full of Heads. Oh yeah, number one. This is another Hill House comic, uh, but this one was actually written by Joe Hill. 
with art by Leo Max, uh, Dave Stewart on colors, and Darren Bennett. Just dropped my fucking phone. On letters. Uh, I'll talk about this one. So this is a... I don't, I don't exactly know how to describe it except for... Well, first of all, I, I just want to say that the art and the characters in this are beautiful. They're drawn oh, in this yeah. kind of like vintage style that I, I, I love. It, it It harkens back to like some of the, some of the best like Archie comics that I've read um, where they just are like it's it's cartoony but the the color palette is it's very expressive and cinematic yeah also the, at the same the, time right the penciling on it is is very expressive on all the characters and the color palette is this kind of muted sort of pastel so it's not like brightly jumping out at you but it, it's subdued and subtle and and it really lends itself well like the the shifts from the sunny day kind of nice stuff going on to the darks and the and the scary it, it, it's really cool um but this opens up with a shadowy figure in a uh raincoat with a box or a basket full of heads right so both of these books are very literal we've got a dollhouse right which is about a dollhouse and we've got basket full of heads which is about a fucking basket full of heads um so she's carrying okay i yes. just wanted to say uh like the first panel we see i think it's like the title panel first like interior title panel or something is like yeah, yeah. it's a basket full of arms arms right which is what are you know what are they saying there man? what, what are you trying know. to sound that seems like a hint or like foreshadowing somehow like where are the heads at where the heads at yeah could be uh they're, and they're pointing it's i don't know i feel like I, you see, it's probably something to do with the fact that they wanted to have the letters there. And how are you going to have the head? You got to have something poking out of the thing. But <laughs> maybe, maybe. So we have this uh, ra- like ponchoed figure carrying an axe uh, with these heads talking to each other about biting biting one another. Uh, tongues and ears or something. So if, uh, we're assuming that the heads can talk once they've been severed. And she appears to be ready to throw it off of she. This figure. I'm just assuming it's a she. I'm just assuming. Because we actually don't know. What have you fucking done? (laughs) I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming. uh, Is about to throw it off of the bridge. Cold open to a girl sitting on that very same bridge with a bag. A police officer pulls up beside her. They start to flirt a little bit. A lot of bit. And then presumably make some smoochies on the bus. Uh, it's It's a very beautifully drawn sequence i really enjoyed the way that the action moves from front to bottom and it's just very very well drawn and the the the, the chemistry between the two of them was, was pretty well written so. yeah it is well written you can sort of tell just from reading the way that they interact with each other that they have a definite chemistry and that they've been fucking yeah and it's maybe a little while now. and it's and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a mature sort of relationship too like it's not written in a way that like ideal so many times like especially in comic oh, no. books yeah there's no fucking there's no like there's no like waxing romantic in this yeah, shit right away. Yeah. She's like, I would blow you to get out of a parking uh, ticket. Right. It doesn't even have to be my parking ticket. <laughs> and and sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes when uh, men write women, you can kind of get this like, this like this is oh man, this sure is what I would want a woman to say to me. And that might be one of those cases, you know what I mean? But also, yeah. uh, there's like there's like kind of like a she she seems like a person and not just yeah. like a uh, like a like a a bundle of like. I mean, this she was like ideals. it was like play playful right. light, yep. you know, like yeah. They're joking around, kind of shit. Yeah, there's a back and forth uh, row between them, and it's 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 really nice. And he's a little straight laced, you know. So she's oh, yeah. like, she's like, I'm gonna make this guy into a pervert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the handcuffs. Yeah. That's pretty funny. You don't wanna, okay. don't grab the mic if you're not gonna say shit, Daniel. Is it too early to go into like the fact that he's a cop and you know just like fucking what cops are cop cops are fascists cops bad fascist guys yeah well you know he's a small town cop uh daniels and you know you know you know what they say about small cops so small town cops is they're good is they're, is they're good people man yeah 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 he's he a, got into it for the right reasons he did as you, you for find sure. out as, as you, you do read yep. through 
Uh, he talks about he talks about finding a woman's body who threw herself off uh, the bridge and how it kind of messed up it made him and he wanted to turn in his badge. And then even his police chief who said, hey, you know what? In the end, even though she was gone and she didn't know it, you were there for her. And then he decided yeah. not to turn in his badge. I so. like I like chief, dude. Chief yeah. is like chief sees the potential good in cop. our main character, dude, right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's main character? I don't know. In our good cop. He's like he's like this. This is a good kid. He did it for the right reasons. Yep. Think about it for tonight. Yeah, Chief definitely gave me some uh, like Tommy Lee Jones oh, in yeah. No Country for Old Men vibes. Yep. Like yep. he's just like a like a hardened sort of uh, wiseacre guy who's kind of laid back, but also he's like I've seen some shit, and he's seen enough shit to know, you know what I mean? Like like what the good people are and what the shitty people are. I'm sure. Yeah. You see, you see enough of these fucking power trip douchebags coming through your thing. Yeah. You, you you can identify the one that's like that's that's the person who should actually be. I think we might find out that Chief came from like some like high crime area where he saw some some serious shit because chief is like completely unshook by these yeah. fucking four criminals who, who escaped from prison and <laughs> yeah they, he doesn't they give have, com- they have done some horrible things and he's like oh they're no big deal they're Wait, not what dangerous. does he say what does he say he's like he's like yeah we got two drug dealers we got two drug dealers a guy who drunk who drunkenly hit and ran somebody over and then a guy who pimped his daughter out in the back of a laundromat it's no big deal well yeah we've all been there yeah Yeah. it's very well i mean but to to be fair like like none of those are violent crimes you know what i mean so but i i do wonder if he's covering something up you know what i mean because like the shit that happens he does seem to not want anyone to look too closely at it right he's like oh don't worry about this guys i got this and he's even telling like good cop like oh don't worry kiddo don't worry one of your buddies on the force he didn't these guys didn't kill him he just fell down and hit his face on the rock like 19 times, dude. It was a, he's a clumsy ass, you know? Well, we, we should explain that part better. Sure, I don't go, think we, go ahead. We got, so, um, you know, we, we covered the beginning of the comic where the cop is hanging out with his, you know, uh, you know lady friend. Not a trope uh, woman, girlfriend. And then uh, he gets called to this scene where um, some guys who are on a chain gang working out on the road, some real Shawshank shit. I think they even says Shawshank. Yeah. Um, four of them have escaped and they're on the loose. And so, you know, it's it's a reason to, you know, potentially stay oh, yeah. off the road, stay off, stay off the fucking streets. And the chief is kind of like, you know, it's no big deal. It's just, you know, pimping your fucking daughter on the back of a laundromat. Yeah. And one of the guys that is worried about this goes like, chief, I have two daughters. I and have two daughters. they're standing right behind him, like terrified. The sweaty, the sweaty faced congressman. I don't know oh if he's a God, congressman. He's so, he's, he's so spot on. He's yeah. such a spot on fucking sweaty faced really congressman. Is, yeah. He's like. Chief, I hate to interrupt, but we've got some very dangerous loose men on the loose. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's so funny. But then anyway. Chief is like, you know, good cop wants to get involved and wants to help. He's got his radio off because, like, he's been a summer intern or some shit. Summer hire only, working for the chief. 375 an hour or something. He's, yeah, and he's he's done now. And, you know, he, like... Summer's over. His last shift ended. Yeah, summer's over. But this happens because they, they drive by it. They, like, happen upon the scene where the chief is there with all these chain gang workers. And he's like, oh, what can I do to help? I really want to help. And Chief is just like... You know what, kid? Don't worry about it. You're gonna go to my house. You're gonna hang out with my wife. Talking like speaking of the chief's questionable character, why does this dude have a fucking mansion? Yep, I was wondering if you're gonna bring that up. This guy, this guy has a huge mansion, which leads me to believe that chief might not be all that. He's on the take. Chief could be on the take. Yeah, and he has a whole room of uh, Norse artifacts, (laughs) which I mean. I hey. think for the purposes of like a horror story, it's like, oh, wow, there, there could be something to that. But like <laughs> 2019, I'm like, is this guy like a white supremacist? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so they spend the night at Chief's house. Right. And the big the big um, kind of reveal at the end, someone breaks into the house. Uh, cop boy runs downstairs with his nightstick. 
Uh, and then she scrambles into the room filled with, uh, oh no, she scrambles into the bathroom. And the last panel is, in one month the axe will fall. And you see two men in uh, prison uniforms shining light down the hallway and she's got her back against the wall. Yeah. So, so it seems to me they're like hinting at like, she is somehow going to find her way into that room full of Nordic shit, which... The axe will choose her. Yeah, I, I know that that is the crux of the story, but I kind of appreciate that this dude's got a, r- a room full of Nordic shit instead of like, you know, I saw his mansion. And I was like, he's going to have a bunch of animal heads on the wall or something. But no, he's really into like fucking 2000 year old relics. Relics. Who Norway. isn't into relics? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I've seen enough episodes of what was that show? The Haunting to know that if you buy this shit <laughs> yeah. that like there's some wacky shit that's oh, going to yeah. go down. You know what I yeah. mean? If you are a recently divorced. Okay. <laughs> If you're a recently divorced like woman with a small child and you buy a fucking tiki mask and hang it on the wall, that's just haunted. I'm just gonna say it's gonna happen. And I'm I don't know if it's a pattern of behavior or uh, something that I was observed, but it, that, that's it's, it's just gonna be haunted for sure, hundred percent. Daniel, yeah, you have no, I, yeah. I agree. 100%. You agree? You agree? With I agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so art was great. Yeah, the story art was, was fantastic. Fun. Story it was, was fun. Um, it's kind of got a little bit of like a '90s slasher vibe going with it, uh, which I which I kind of cool in that in that last panel specifically. But specifically, I said that right. Yeah, let me see that last panel again because I I feel like okay, so they do show you they're maybe lightly armed. They've got yeah okay no they've got pistols. One dude's got a one guy has a pistol. Yeah. One guy has a crowbar, and they've got flashlights. Did we see? And he's got blood all over his legs. So like these dudes have they've they've fucked someone up. Yeah, they killed that cop. Like hundred percent, they or killed that did cop. They? Mm. I mean, we think maybe Chief had something to do with that. Yeah, but, that's true. But I mean, yeah, I think that's probably pretty reasonable to conclude, given the blood all over their jumpsuits. Did we? Okay, uh, did we hear like a shot? I'm I'm trying to figure out like is are we to assume that boyfriend is dead with that panel right here where like so her head is kind of like she's run she's running across the thing and she hears like it it almost looks like she's reacting to something. What I got out of that was that she was like. It's time to run. She had to cross this exposed hallway. Yeah. And she's like... Do or die. Kind peeking of around. Yeah, like that's her prepping for it. I want to know what, what tipped him off in the first place. There was no shot. Maybe they, like when the people were breaking in, she goes, did you hear that? Yeah, you there's know? a thunk. It says it's oh, a thunk. Oh, it's a thunk. It's a thunk, but not I like didn't a sh- read not uh, a gunshot. The onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia flavor text. A classic a classic comics rookie mistake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So would you guys Shrang. read this again? Oh, oh yeah. Keep, keep reading it? I think one thing we didn't really cover, um, there's kind of a brief aside where um, the main uh, young girl character is talking about how she's studying how um like trauma and sort of neglect in men can cause crime later violent crime and so um you know is how is that going to play into the story later yeah dude that made me just realize a a bit of foreshadowing too like we haven't talked about chief's wife either powerful woman yeah like chief chief is like oh don't worry you'll be with my wife she knows the codes of the gun safe and she's a better shot than i am Mm -hmm. and she says the same thing later she's like i'm a better shot than you are (laughs) but like uh chief's wife and this woman uh, don't get along at first like she's like uh, explaining what she wants to do with her major like how masculinity affects whatever like negatively sure. affects yep or it's all it's all based on shame or something like yeah that, right? oh shame Ma- masculine shame masculine right? yeah. shame yeah. and she's like oh I, th- I think uh some women who get into these lines yeah. of work have an axe to grind i do i do really love yeah, the axe to grind was pretty funny and then i really liked how like she like she's like this is my master's thesis and then they completely like just like joke about it and explain it away and are just like well that's that's some nonsense you know, yeah it's funny so yeah i think there's like some potential to be some like sort of uh revanchist uh like woman takes revenge 
on man, sort of maybe like Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. sort of like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, this, should, this could move in a really interesting and unique direction, I think. It yeah. Could be cool. I also like in the beginning how the heads, we hear these talking heads in the basket, they don't seem to have a problem with her or... <laughs> we we know it's her from we the do, back matter, We do. We right? do. We do know from the back matter. That, so it's we, psycho- psychology student lady turns into the y- axe. Yep. The young the young killer. girl who is on the is on the bridge at the beginning. We if you read the kind of the synopsis of this, they describe the young heroine wielding a Viking mm, axe. Mm-hmm. Soon, and then when a head is severed from a body, it remains alert. So that's yeah. That's kind of what. See, going dude, on. she's gonna find her way into the room with the axe. She's gonna kill these intruders. It's gonna start her epic journey. Do but th- like they yeah. don't. That why they're fucking heads are in a basket and they're not like loose out of here bitch yeah they're just like <laughs> they're like stop biting my they're, ear they're quit if, i swear to god if your mouth touches my ear one more time i'm, I'm done quit biting me it's, it's funny i kind of feel like my head's in a basket right now sharing this microphone with zeke you know what i'm saying yeah i do i do and i understand and i understand and i hear you you're heard yeah but that's all i, I feel can do. so seen yeah good yeah. that's all i can do yeah. for you at, at this point. <laughs> so this is good uh basket full of heads it's another joe hill hill house comic uh dc's black label imprint it's funny it's cute it's very fucking well drawn uh, if this is just like a six-part series, which which keeps this art going all the way through it, I'm fucking in. I'm on, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, so as a much. as a non-cape shit person, I fu- I found a lot to like in this. Cool. Comic. I pulled these two specifically for you because I was like I I'm gonna I, I looked I looked at what I was pulling this week and I was like oh boy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it was definitely not cringe. It was definitely not, it cringe. was not cringe. Certified not certified certified not cringe from Daniel. I'm uh, actually shook and lit from reading. Uh, that oh comic. fam, <laughs> preach to me and Zeke. How do you feel about it? Uh, I would give it three heads in a basket out of five. Three heads in a basket Actually, out of five. Actually, no, that's that's uncharitable. I go four. Four, four, heads. four, four yeah. heads in a basket out of four and a half. Split. I like. I, I want to read more of it. Cool. I want to see where the story goes. I actually liked this one more than Dollhouse. I did too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I. Yeah. I mean, I fuck with Dollhouse, but yeah. But yeah. But but this one, basketball heads was very good. Oh boy, let's talk about weeb shit. You want to talk about weeb <laughs> shit? Uh, what did we did we just roll this podcast back forty minutes? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to talk about some anime. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is R W B Y number two, written by Marguerite Bennett, who you guys don't know this because you're not you're not company, but she has uh, written a lot of very very fucking good um, good comics about ladies. So interesting choice. I think she's the, the one of the greatest writers uh, in modern comic books, especially like in kind of slice of lifey stuff. Uh, really 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 good. Um, and then also you don't know this either, but Mirka Andolfo's on the art, and he is like a fucking. Uh, I would say like borderline erotic uh, art guy. He like draws very, <laughs> very erotic pictures. So I think that's very funny uh, that he is doing the art for this. That makes me a lot more excited about follow-ups to this first issue. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, you want to? Yeah, see, like you want to see the the episode the, episode two point five. I'm just saying there's some fuck. waifu promise. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, he doesn't normally draw anime. It's definitely this is definitely more anime than his style is typically. I could pull up. <laughs> I could pull up. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna do this live. Uh, live on the thing. It doesn't even look that anime like no the cover doesn't. is very anime and then you get into the it's it's like it's kind of like if you look up like an american cartoonist trying to do anime or something and i say cartoonist meaning uh the industry term for a comic book artist which is not that so, so that's probably this, going to this is people. this is his typical line of work this oh, is fuck. so this is uh well, the only reason i know i know about this is because they did this comic that dan and i memed on called unnatural which is about furries fucking I, other species of furries yeah. and he does the art her for boobs it. are not proportional it's it's, well, it's, there, a, it's there are furries in this story there so are furries I in the story maybe so they just out. brought him oh, in yeah. 
for that specifically. <laughs> they, they like, brought this guy him knows in. how to draw furries. They actually brought him in. They looked him up as a he he was like, he was like listed on their th- title as like fur specialist. So yeah, that no, they were he like does a really good cat ear. Yes, cat ear <laughs> sensitivity specialist. You know what I mean? And then like they're like, oh, this guy draws porn. Fuck yeah, get him on, get him on this shit. Uh, so this is R W B Y. I read all the. Oh yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that sensual oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so the whole premise is she's a pig girl and he's a wolf this is not rdbby that the big boobs chick is a pig girl yeah she's a pig girl wow. and, and she's in love well i, mean, I feel so conflicted and, and she wants to fuck a wolf you know what i mean uh can he blow her house down holy shit that'll that leads to be what seen a in general that'll that'll, that'll what if it's all just one long ass metaphor for for the parable maybe Maybe that's the case, uh, but this isn't unnatural. This is RWBY. I'm, I'm desperately trying to steer this. This is a. <laughs> this is kind of two, um, two little stories combined yeah. into one. Daniel, do you have any background on this at all? Because like, I it do. Kind of begins and many arrays where it's like I have some background on the subject matter. I don't have a whole lot of background on the story. Okay. okay. So subject matter. This is a. Um, anime that's produced by rooster teeth right. uh, you can watch season one right now on netflix i think or crunchyroll or something it, it's out there for you to consume and it leads me to believe that this is taking place sometime between season one and two uh, so some events must have happened in season one and we're kind of catching up because these girls uh. have have met each other but are now separated they're 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 away from each other and uh this particular comic centers around two of them the first being a strangely named she's a chinese woman yang. who's yang her name is yang shu something or other but she's like blonde and white and i'm very confused by it but it's okay <laughs> uh and she's lost her arm and she's kind of coping with uh the issues of that you know what i mean she's a she's a yeah. strong warrior lady who's lost her arm in combat uh and 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 her she thinks that everyone's like kind of like you know tiptoeing around her and not really you know she doesn't want that kind of special treatment she just wants yeah. to be uh treated like like herself right so yes you know i was gonna say that um we haven't gotten to the the dude character yet so i feel like i shouldn't say about which anything dude? about him yet the, the, dude in the second the crying boy crying boy in, in second um, story yeah because like they're kind of similar characters they're like they've got these physical afflictions that they're trying to cover up but they clearly yeah. have they're steering in different directions different ways of coping with them right one of one of them is like oh i'm gonna be sad about it but then oh wow i figured out so she goes to work on a farm um she does some simple stuff she she solves all of the problems basically in like in like a second by doing like a few little things she like chops down a tree uses it use it uses the hollow tree to like funnel some water and the in the shit in the pen to to fertilize the soil she has like superpowers yeah, yeah she does okay. she she I gets kicked to the chest about, by the horse yeah. why the fuck Okay, so are her powers like Bro, activated not, by injury or something? Like you're, what? you're not going to get an answer to this because I don't know. <laughs> I just want to say too, the horse's face when she that panel where she like she comes up behind a horse, she's like boo. The fucking horse's face is so funny. Yeah, it's good. it's just like it's the cartooniest fucking horse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then so, it, it kicks her in the chest, and she goes, "Yeah, buddy." <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should like provide like a little more okay context. Please, so yeah, please so provide the context. The Yang, yeah. she's missing her arm, and uh, her dad, who looks like he's like. 14 also which yeah. is very strange she looks older uh, than him to me which is asked her to go to um some neighbor woman's house to do some chores for her and it's it's very almost like a rpg video game it's like oh go do this task and something might happen she's kind of thinking because this woman is like some sort of witch or healer that she yeah. might heal her arm that has been cut off and so that's why she's kind of going to do this and she yeah it's like you said she uses her powers to basically fix all these problems with this lady's like fucked ass farm that smells like poop just pig shit poopy uh 
in two seconds. And then she's like, okay, are you going to fix my arm? She's like, no, but uh, I'm going to like impart you some matronly advice about like your body and yeah. like how you understand your body and how people understand you. And it's it was, very, well, it was well written. Oh sure. yeah. It's, it's definitely sort of, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's about agency and sort of using your own agency and not letting other people define you after trauma. Right. Your like bo- basically your body is a tool, right? Yeah, well, you are not your body. Like, she has this line that the healer woman is like, your body is yours in violet. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a, it's like, they bolded the text, you know, to right. emphasize like it's just fucking yours, like it's over. Like it was her way of saying like, you don't need your arm back, kind right? Of thing. Right, because it's a tool. You know what I mean? And you, you, you are not shaped by your body. You know what I mean? Like you, you shape your body, right? It was, a, it, it was, su- it was super interesting and, and and cute and kind of heartfelt. It was nice actually. I was pleasantly surprised by this book in both of them. Uh, flash forward to the next story, which is about uh, furry terrorism. <laughs> yeah, uh, eco terrorism. Yeah, it's, it's right up my alley. It's I right was, up. It's I was a, definitely like you were here for I this. Like, I was so here for it. Would you like to explain this? Would you like to explain uh, I'll, this? I'll piece? do my best because I don't. I don't really understand who this character is. Uh, her um, name is Blake, and she's. You can find her in the hit fighting game Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Oh, for real? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, at the beginning of this sort of. So we got that first story. That's that's the first half of the book, and then. Blake, uh, she's sort of uh, forlorn oh. on a boat at the beginning of... She's in the Sea of Menagerie, and she's she's basically run away from all of her problems, and she's sort of reflecting on all the things that's happened to her, um, and she has some sort of, uh, like, furry... She's not a human. She's not a cat. It's kind of more of She's like gateway a, furry, right? She's yeah. like a she's like yeah, a, she's she, like a cat girl. <laughs> you're definitely going to go on, like, DeviantArt after reading this yep. and be like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not I'm, too I'm bad. On it. I'm on it right now on my phone, baby. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we find out that there's some sort of like there's a group called the White Fang that's sort of fighting for the rights of um, this species Fellow that she furries. is called the Faunus. Yeah, they're these uh, furries, and she finds this dude who's like crying in a corner because these people got killed, and he has like a mask on, and you know he he's he's like the typical soft boy, sad boy kind of guy. You know, you're you're just drawn directly to him. You're like. Oh yeah, I gotta find out more about this guy. He he probably listens to the Smiths, <laughs> writes poetry, has like uh, all of Camus' books. Oh yeah, he's he's basically me, which is why I, I <laughs> you was, were drawn to him. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Oh, you you yeah. could really empathize empathize with Blake in this scenario. Yeah, you fe- you and fell so in love with that boy. she uh, she kind of has like a brief encounter with him. There's some magnetism that goes on there, and then they end up meeting up later. To do some fucking terrorist basically shit. Basically do like eco-terrorist or like activist shit for this Faunus people. But um, basically the gist of it is that Blake is kind of a lib and she's, you know, just more like, <laughs> oh no, uh, you know, we, c- we can like, you know, she's like the ex- Professor Xavier type. She's like, we can maybe come together with yeah. these people. Whereas, uh, what is this guy's name? It's like Adam or something. Adam. We'll say yeah. Adam. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of more uh, extremist. Yeah. He yeah he's he's Magneto, he's, Magneto. he's he's Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders kills people. He's 2020. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that's kind of she's drawn to him, but she also doesn't want to get too close to him because oh because he he's, become, a, he's a hot flame. He's become radicalized basically yeah. um, in the war against humans for furry liberation. Poor Blake, she never stood a chance. Yeah. A crying radicalized boy. <laughs> how do you fucking how do you keep yeah. away? And so. Um, he basically they eventually they come to a sort of um, 
confrontation where he's saying like, I wish I could have killed more of these people. I feel sad for the my humans. fallen White Fang brothers. And tomorrow, are you going to be at the train heist? And, you know, like, are you down with the cause, basically? Are you with the struggle? And then we kind of see um, that, one, this also potentially leads to, uh, from looking at this panel here, it looks like this Adam guy, the Bernie Sanders, uh, Bernie slash Sanders, me, slash the Smiths guy, may have cut off Yang's arm from the first part. Yeah, it looks like she is protecting. Too yeah, it's, it looks like she's protecting Blake from from the guy and puts her arm up, and, and that may have been what yeah. what cut his arm. Yeah, her arm I got up. what I got from that is like, what is sunflower pop? This is this yeah, is probably I don't remember where this, this is probably meaningful. They probably like, like her pro- those two like Blake and your what's her name Yang, Yang. probably shared a like a an anime bottle of sunflower Dude, pop at some the point. The sunflower sunflower pop cap sinking into the ocean is is the end of innocence. Yeah, it's the end. But like I think that uh, what's her name Yang Yang yes like she's probably part of this White Fang like terrorist group or whatever right like eco terrorism group, and Blake is there too, and at some point like when uh adam's methods become a little too fucking crazy yeah they both realize they like, try to intervene yeah and so that's how she gets her arm cut off but like are they in the same kind of timeline now like why is yang out on this farm and blake is like they both just kind of ran away from it it seems yeah. like yeah yeah so that's like the last she's still sort of coming to terms with what's happened she's run away from everything and then the last yeah. panel it actually just says uh pete Buttigieg 2020 oh wow <laughs> <laughs> who knew who, who knew yeah so this is our Fucking <laughs> burn <laughs> on <laughs> mayor pete <laughs> this is rwby number two um and so we've missed number one but i didn't feel like i was missing much no. because these are two little i bet they explored the other two characters right you think yeah because the cover there's like four of them right yeah there's and those, these those four are women the... who are like probably all involved in the cause at some point and will probably be they're gonna come together Mm -hmm. they've probably all been like disillusioned it all comes back to crash it all comes back to crash you've got these divergent storylines yeah i mean dude come up with a better storytelling method i can't fucking dare you i can't and it's been you know what I mean. your expectations have been have been subverted yeah that's absolutely that's absolutely right uh speaking of being subverted we're gonna take a break uh get another beer and then hit these last three comic books do the bargain bins and we'll and we'll put this one for the books i don't know what the, do people say that i think people say that right this, this one's in the books we'll put it in the books yeah pack it up yeah for sure. all right we're gonna take a break <laughs> kiss kiss and we're back from a very brief break you guys didn't even know nothing even happened uh this no time has passed in between we're back ready to read some more books but before we talk about them we have another beer to celebrate today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls I picked this one out. I you, just want credit. For yeah, this you picked quick. it out. Okay, so you yeah. want to introduce it then? It's called Blue Tub or La Blue Tub, B L E U Tub, sour saison ale with blueberries, uh, which you can see when you pour it out. It's very, very blue. It's got a slight pinkish hue. It's by Weiner Beer Company, um, which is from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. <laughs> um, something a little like, man, the the art on this one. You know, we yeah. talk about a lot about like artists of comic books. This uh-huh. is like, there is an owl with like a blueberry helmet. Some unidentifiable animal. I love that. I love that an owl is wearing a blueberry helmet. <laughs> yeah, this cat, dude. There's a cat. They're all sitting in a bathtub together. It's the blue tub. They're all sitting in it. <laughs> and this he's cat putting the connections together. This cat put the party together, dude. You think so? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. This cat is sitting there like. Oh, yeah, dude. Only a couple more blue tubs before everybody's fucked up enough. Before I get to fuck this yeah. owl. 
he's got this fucking slave flamingo that's sitting here like puking water into his bathtub for him and a bunch of other animal heads mounted on the wall like what the fuck and then this human man walks into his bathroom and goes sacra blue <laughs> well i mean you'd say the same thing if <laughs> he's you like my my cat organized a fucking orgy <laughs> oh man yeah this is a uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get a nice little opening sound. yeah get a crack Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that was nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah, this art style is kind of like I feel like it's like a cross between like uh, maybe like Bob's Burgers and then like Tuca and Bernie before it got canceled. So I was gonna say it has by it, Netflix. It has that kind of like you know that like raunchy Nickelodeon vibe to it, like the Ren and Stimpy. But yeah. like when it cuts into like one of their butts kind of thing, that's <laughs> like that's like what I feel. That's the vibe. I'm or like the like it. close up like SpongeBob of like. His like pores yeah, or yeah, something exactly. like that. He's all shriveled and dry and shit. Just all these different cultural signifiers that we're throwing at you. That's literally what this. Hey, remember the is. '90s guys? Yeah, that, that owned. <laughs> I remember. <clears throat> um, so I'm the only one who's drank this so far. This is pretty yeah. good. So it's a sour saison, and I don't know. I don't know a lot about saison except for the fact that like I'm, you typically, they typically tend to be really carbonated. Daniel's having some trouble pouring. Yeah, um, it's a bit heady. It is, yeah. So I typically they're very, very carbonated and heavy on yeast character. Sight Dan McHugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this it's one, got nice sour. It's like a, it's sour for sure. I taste sour. Like you can say sour saison. Maybe I'm just a fucking pedestrian, but it's like a weedy sour. Sure, yeah. like it's nice. It's it's light. It's got a. It's not too sour. It doesn't. Yeah. My, my thing with sour beers is like anytime someone tries to tell me that it's going to be like a sour IPA or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. No, it's just going to be a sour beer. Yeah, because it's the overriding thing that it's, your mouth And it's feels. completely <laughs> overpowering. Yeah. Like, I feel like the sour even trumps hops in terms of like what you're nice, in terms of what your, uh, <laughs> in terms of what your palate picks up. It does remind me. So I went to, when I was in Austin, Texas, I went to this place called mm. Jester King, which was a fucking old farmstead that they converted into like a sour brewery it was amazing they had goats and the goats just like wandered around and that's how you make a good sour yeah you just throw a goat in it you yeah, know what dude. i mean and let the goat pop out you know they, yeah. they get into some stuff you know i don't uh, know in fact that goat hooves are actually very sour you think so yeah you know so i know so this is a this yeah. is an absolute fact but so so they they their whole thing was like nothing but sour beer so they would use spent grapes from local wineries all kinds of shit and oh my god it was so good and this kind of is definitely giving me the kind of vibe but it's like a sour beer it's not a i don't know what the fuck sour saison no it's a sour it's a sour beer with blueberries and that's okay baby you can you can be that really speaks to the popularity of sour beers that i also went to austin texas and i went to another brewery that only did sour beers yeah. and it was not the same it as wasn't the one jester that king you were referring to you mother <laughs> uh you didn't make it to jester king no that's too bad you would have liked it there i think i have heard of jester king and heard it's good yes yeah, possibly it's from good. this very podcast what was the name of the place that you went to daniel uh i think it was something with an owl oh um it was in this neighborhood I'll go brew some sour beer yeah it was in this neighborhood that <laughs> was like <laughs> kind of gentrifying oh you mean like, austin texas yeah but like <laughs> like you can tell that like you know at some point like real people live there and yeah. not just like dipshit tech bros who are like oh, yeah, austin. yeah austin's got austin definitely does have that like burgeoning tech did you make it to rainy street which was uh sorry to keep on sending it back over to daniel but yeah i made it to rainy street no you didn't yeah. you don't even know like rainy street is like where they have like all the tech bros and shit. yeah like, they go to hang out as yeah. a dipshit tech bro um oh, love rainy street dude yeah love you, it. they've got like, they've got some great mission burritos there uh-huh. and um, they got a bar yeah. that's made out of shipping crates fucking that's amazing bar How yeah you know? <laughs> i just i just did uh, we don't need to talk about Austin anymore. No, we can keep. We can keep this. No, grape chamber. I still so, haven't tried the beer yet. Hold on. Take a sip. Yeah, take, take a sip so. on air. Let Zeke okay. stall for you. This yeah. this beer though actually like it's good. I I shat a little bit on the saison part of it, but the sour 
it's there the blueberry uh-huh. definitely fucking there yeah you can like i love blueberry dude and i feel like that's a hard flavor <laughs> i to, love like, blueberry dude but like <laughs> blueberries are only really delicious when they're like cooked like hot that's when like all that's the flavor f- comes out fucking false by the way you can i know lo- okay i love i love raw like plain blueberries yeah i can eat yeah, handfuls yeah. fistfuls of that shit yeah but like the sweetness of a blueberry like the real flavor comes out when you sure. cook it. that's like all fruit probably G- true yeah as a matter of fact um that is a that is an innate feature of fruit. Yeah, like blackberries, yeah. super good to just eat, you know. But, but then the, you you cook you you heat them up. Oh, yeah, this beer a, has like that. This beer has mm-hmm. some like nice like fucking blueberry pie kind of. Would flavor you say going jammy on. tones? Say jammy. I would say jammy. Oh, say jammy say tones. jammy into the podcast. You Mike. know the difference between jam and jelly, right? No. <laughs> um, I will say yeah. This this is definitely more subtle. Daniel for a sour. Lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, normally, like, when I have a sour, I'm just like, this tastes like somebody, like, put, like, four warheads in with some, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, malt and hops. This is a little bit more, yeah, I'm getting some other shit here. You, you actually might not be far off because I've heard, um, so citric acid, uh, Sour Patch Kids, uh, warheads, all that stuff, um, is just granulated citric acid, and they just toss the candy in it, and they've been dumping citric acid into beers to make them sour beers. Shout out Sour Patch Kids. You want a big shout out to Sour Patch Kids? Send us Sour Patch Kids. Hey, please sponsor this podcast. Spodcast. The Patreon also accepts Sour Patch Kids as yeah. payment. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Sour Patch Kids are vegan as well. Just want to mention that. Big shout out to vegans. Uh, we got we got resident vegan terrorist Bernie, Daniel Savage. Twenty twenty Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> I should I should have gotten that MP three of me memeing on you last week. I don't know what I was I don't know what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Big, would you care to respond? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a you know just stinging rebuke to. Yeah. 20 years of friendship and like, <laughs> this guy's not that smart <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was it was caustic and toxic but to be fair i had had uh three like double stouts like they were like 10 percent or something you know i was pretty fucked up and it's not that like i don't think you're smart daniel it's just i'm smarter you know what i mean yeah, like at the well, end of the know, day that's fine at the end of the day i often say to my girlfriend lisa lisa austin moses uh-huh. that big shout out to lisa um, austin moses that sometimes i i think about my friends and i think daniel safford he's a pretty smart dude yeah but not as smart as me <laughs> I, <think> I, <laughs> I have a thought all like almost we have, every day yeah we have we have it's a it's a commonality between all of us i think so well you know they say when you can't actually like critique someone's argument. You just, cr- you know, say how loud. You it just is. critique the tone of the argument, right. which is what you were doing. So say that thing in Latin that you said earlier that I know you fucking like you prepared. He is said, it? He is said it ad hominem? Ad, ad hominem. And media res. And and media res. Oh, please, pass it back to the mic. Pass yeah. the mic. Pass the rock back to Daniel. Yeah. We, well, let's let's unpack this right now. On, uh, on, okay. Let's do let's do this live for the viewers. What. What? what is that? And media, media, and yeah. media raise it. It just it just means like it the what you just said. When it you, starts in the middle of it. It doesn't start from the beginning. It's starting from a place that's sort of in the middle of the story. It's just a fancy way of saying that. So oh, you know. okay. yeah, which is exactly the fucking point. It's a fancy way of saying in the middle of some shit. Right. Yeah, but you know, Zeke, you're just critiquing the tone of what he said. Did you, you know, know that ad astra means? two space <laughs> I, do, I do know brad that. pitt dude wow yeah. what an actor amazing well, you were out at girl with girls and parties like i was studying like logic and reason you know that's I, when was that's i out right. with girls at parties i, I uh, i'm living a life that i that I, i'm experiencing a past life that i never actually experienced that's amazing no yeah we were both pretty fucking yeah was just like, <laughs> we're gonna go over to jared's house and fucking play final fantasy in zeke's basement watch this is him, the og watch crew do molten core yep Ugh. This is the OG. This is the OG Jackie Witter's basement uh, Final Fantasy Eight crew. I do you still have back in the I basement on Facebook a video of Daniel uh, riding an elliptical while playing. And I say riding. Oh because my he god! Wasn't, the hump. He wasn't fucking, fucking using the elliptical yep, yep, yep. as one might. 
he was riding one of the two foot pads for the elliptical and playing Guitar Hero at the same time. That's right. And f- yeah, fucking he was hum- riding air humping. He was riding the elliptical with nothing but his hips. In <laughs> rhythm with the fucking Guitar Hero song. Yes. Um, well, that's one of those incredible moments. Yeah, that's memories. some Jackie Winter basement shit. Yep, that yeah. w- that was that basement. Where are you, the are you fuck good? are we? I feel like we are uh, way. The no, fuck this out is good. This now. is this this shit. You you'd be surprised. It's only been. We haven't been recording for more than fifteen minutes. We're okay. Oh my! We are. We are. De- we are. We are absolutely fine. Are, are, you, are you sure we don't need to evacuate from this riff and get into? Uh, I mean, you. you if it, know, this uh, is typically. You, usually, what will happen is one of us will be like. <laughs> we haven't talked about comic books in a long time or beer. So okay, this is your host. Okay, uh, are, right. are you are you steering this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm Don Voodoo. You're Don Voodoo. Oh, that's right. What was your what was your fucking stage name that you told me to remember yesterday? Oh shit, I don't remember. It. Oh man, it, it was, was a stupid. winner. It was a um, fucking winner, dude. I but love you know, it. I'm Don Voodoo. I love France. I uh-huh. I married my my dope wife. She's part French. We had a cheese cake at our wedding. We had a cheese child together. Yeah, our uh, child is cheese. I like things more than Jarrett does. No, that's not. No, nope, opposite I, way. I de- <laughs> it's, the op- <laughs> it's the opposite. No, nope. I hate things and Jarrett likes them. But nope. also, I come off as weirdly positive all the time. That's me. That's Don Voodoo. That's Don Voodoo. And yeah. it's time and, to. St- and you know, I really feel like we need to talk about. Superman 17 um, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Kevin McGuire Paul Mounts on the colors and Dave Sharp on the letters uh, Don Don McVoodoo please yeah, yeah carry I this away for us I just want to say dude the the dialogue in here Brian Michael Bendis Brian Michael Beepus yes what a fucking artist yeah you what like a, you like this you like this what a savant I mean yeah. we open up before before any context like, uh-huh. you know we're we are uh, as Daniel might say in media res why, why would you say that? Nobody um, knows, but we'll do it anyway. Yeah. You know, this is like a part. This is what, like five of something. We're like in the middle of this arc, right? Yeah. So this is Superman number 17. So keep in mind that 16 have preceded this. Yeah. So that seems like that seems pretty relevant. Yep. Um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> I'm not sure why this uh, swamp monster and and gray space alien are fighting about like they're they're having capitalist argument about like trading. And okay. Trade. So here. Trade yeah. It's an international trade war. And Superman is here and he's like. Stop fighting, guys. Let's let me let me friends. pause. This is Brian Michael Bendis's favorite thing to do with Superman is he will do like, like mid scene he'll like look up, and then be like, I have to take care of something, and then have one splash panel of this. It you know seems I mean? like that. It seems like yeah. oh, this is something Superman just had to do real quick. Exactly, it's an errand. It's, I mean, and it, it's, it's, you know, and it's, it lets you know what Superman's like. Exactly, this is what he deals with because we're about to have a conversation with Lois Lane that's like significantly more grounded than that. Yep. It's more like we can be in Superman's mind. Well, he's talking to Lois Lane. She's got her fucking problems. She got some box from Lex Luthor with like who knows what's in it. And Superman, Superman's sitting there listening to her talk. She talks <laughs> so much. And Superman's just sitting there like, oh, remember that fucking international intergalactic trade war that I just saved? Yeah. And, and Lois Lane's like. That's not quite the tone that I got from that scene particularly. He's well. he, he seems to be upset by the fact that she got this box, right? Uh, and that she won't tell him what's in it, which and it's one thing that I do like about the way that Bendis writes Superman is that he's kind of like a little bit of a baby boy about some stuff. Like Lois is like, "Hey, yeah, I got this box, but don't worry, I'll take care of it." And and he's like, "I'm going to use my I'm going to use my fucking laser vision to look into it." She's like, "No, please don't." Did you get that from that facial expression? <laughs> it, okay, that's something else to unpack here is the is the <laughs> art of this particular issue. And it, I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a huge fan yeah. of it. But the we, way the way that Superman is drawn here uh, and is... Lois and Supergirl. <laughs> Superman looks very much like a uh, white cop in all of these panels. <laughs> Superman <laughs> is a white cop. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> I don't know. He really is. Uh, but yeah, he. What is, what is that face? I don't know. Jumping into this with no context, I was just like, I do not give a shit about 
Superman and Lois Lane's sort of uh, troubled domestic life. Apparently, their their son has jumped a thousand years into Thank the future. Thank God. Okay, big shout out to Bendis. He he fucking so they had a child together, and two years ago they he was like a a baby, and they have managed in two years to make him not only a teenager but also send him and just completely retcon his existence by <laughs> yeah. sending him to the future. Is that Thank who you God. said was John John Kent? John Kent. Yeah. So, Worst character. So readers ever. were like. Dude, I'm so sick of hearing them talk about fucking Baby John. Well, it's just like, I'm sorry, but I'm not reading a fucking Superman book to have him be changing... Di- and I get it. Like, like Atomic Man, spoilers, the guy a guy who writes in Atomic Man, oh, I love watching... I'm a dad, and I love watching <laughs> Superman do dad shit. And you're like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the reason why I'm doing Dude, this. Dude, on the other hand, I'm just saying, like, Superman being a papa... Think of fucking Goku and Gohan, dude. Yeah, it would like be... the promise of Superman's fucking child. But like, but he's lame. They made a yeah, lame one. They, and, like, then it's they, not, and then it's they, not the fucking premise. That's and then bad. they also and they also disc like they they did everything that like they just flashed forward like, and like aged him up and then retconned him. You know what I mean? Like, I just I need to say that whoever fucking drew this shit, I could do better. Like who? What's what's their name? Uh, what? This would be Kevin McGuire. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, there's eight you, fucking a, panels this is on a this call page out? All right. of just Superman reacting to shit emotionally. You know, like, okay, I will, I will what? like... This one, maybe. He's, he's got this one he's contemplating. His contemplation face, it's okay, okay? But, like... I liked the touch of uh, Lois's hand. Thumb on his chin. I love the touch of Lois's hand, like oh, being one? thumb to hand to two hands. You know what I mean? As she progressively gets exasperated with him, like not listening. There's some, but uh, this that's, makes me that's want likely, to scream. That's like, likely get Bendis. over your fucking self, Clark. Yeah. Get for over sure. yourself, Smallville. For sure. But that's like kind of like why... Maybe ben- this is actually effective. Sorry, that, Kevin. That's why... Maybe that's, that's what you wanted me to feel. That's why Bendis is kind of do. I, I think it's like... A, it sounds to me like you've got equal parts issue with, uh, with the writing. Oh, uh, I think the writing in this was pretty bad. But yeah. also that's having like no context. So well, like, yeah. But so a good comic book, you should be able to pick up and just digest it. You know what I mean? This it's, one did a lot of stuff though that I think might be less... Con- like not unconventional, but like they forced a lot of exposition into here where you're seeing panels and reading dialogue that is happening yep. like in pace with the story, but you're also seeing this overlay of yep. like this, this story for the daily planet that Clark has written yeah. about star enterprises or whatever. And yeah. it's like, <coughs> that was an interesting touch. You're to, being forced to, to like, yeah, yeah. You're, you have to see two things happening at once, which I think this is maybe not, I have not encountered this in comics yeah. often. They do it. Cause they, I, don't, I don't read a lot of comics. Yeah. Cause you're not a fucking nerd. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> No, um, but yeah, this was it was like harder to follow than all the other ones. But I don't yeah. know that that is a criticism that is valid because it's to me. I feel like people who read this shit would. Probably this get is it. a difficult. So I will say that this is a difficult issue for for many reasons. One, this is late in an arc, so an arc is like typically about six issues in a comic book. So this is issue number four or five in this arc, and it's also smack dab in the middle of an event. And an event is something that is like. <clears throat> spans like an entire library's worth like dc's all of dc's books are dealing with this lex luther giving boxes to people okay so lex luther has gone around giving boxes to pretty much every super villain out there and lois lane and lois lane gets one who uh yes was was kevin spacey lex luther in any of the superman movies do we want to talk about Kevin Spacey right now? I, I, I was just—I I reminded me of Seven. You know, the box was giving boxes to people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's a connection there. Yeah, to be made for sure. Yeah. My question with this. Yes, please. Why? Maybe I just was like a dipshit and didn't close read the comic. Why are Batman and Wonder Woman on the cover of this shit? Because we really don't see them in the in this. Okay. 
you you've just unlocked you've just unlocked a whole fucking nightmare realm of shit about comic book covers. So this is a variant cover. Do you see that this says variant on it? Oh so no. So variant covers are specially printed in li- like limited limited numbers, right? Um, and they're typically used to drive up sales. It's it's very and not sales to an end user, but sales from a comic book store. So mm. Marvel does this. They're they're DC is actually much better about it. Like a store can just the, typically they'll do an A and a B cover. So this is the B cover. Um, Marvel will do a one in ten, one in five, uh, one in hundred, one in five hundred, and a one in thousand. So that means that a comic book shop needs to order one thousand copies, and they will to get, get that one to get that, that people one. might want the most exactly. And then yeah, okay. and then two of the five hundred. That's fucking whack, dude. It's crazy. Like, but so let's you, stick it to the comic book store owners. Exactly. You know, like you know fuck, who really fuck is them. just getting away with a ton of shit in life. Comic book, comic store, book owners. store owners, like, yeah. Wow. Uh but this that's not quite the case with DC, but this is an Adam Hughes cover. So Hughes Adam Hughes is a very famous off like like illustrator, and he can kind of just do whatever the fuck he wants. Okay. So like if you like you got Hughes on a cover of Superman. Book it. You just don't. You just don't. Yeah, let I him mean, draw a girl yeah. because he draws pinups like fucking nobody's business. Like so, like he's not okay. He gets to do whatever he wants. His green light, basically. He's a. So it really doesn't matter that Batman and Wonder Woman are on there. Well, I I, I no. sort of understand this because I I they do sh- vinyl and the, yeah. whenever they come out with like a new album, it's like four different color yep. splashes okay. or whatever, and it's like. I need to get this one and not like the basic bitch, just black vinyl. They are super tangentially in it in this page. You know my favorite vinyl album that I've ever collected. Talk into the microphone. My favorite vinyl yeah. album. <laughs> my mouth is right here, man. I can only you're like can only the, you're like talking so across it. Uh, it's called it's uh it's called in media res. <laughs> it's my favorite vinyl album. Okay, but, but, but wait before you respond to that criticism, oh please. please. <laughs> you guys are about to fight. I just want to say though, the, the Batman on the cover, like they do at least they do reference Batman in this book. Yep, like and he has to have been. Yeah, they they have to have been part of this story at some point, right? And like at Star Laboratories. When uh, Superman shows up and he's like, he finds that illegal lab. Yep. <laughs> Half the people in the room are like, thank God it's not Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because Batman would just beat him up. You know what I mean? Superman, Superman will at least let you run away. You know what I mean? But Batman's not going to, he's not going to spare That's you. That's why. Why do they want it? Why thank God it's not Batman? Because Batman will kick your ass just for being there. But then some other dude in the room is like, we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> like, have you not heard of Superman, sir? Yeah. Well, Superman, but Superman's a Boy Scout. He's not going to beat you up if you're running away. Batman will still fucking break your knee. You know what I mean? As you're running away. Being yeah. Like, he's a fascist. Yeah. Batman's a fascist. He he's a he's a rich boy fascist. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, th- I thought we came out of this podcast seek to like shit on Jared. And now I'm just getting... I'm getting attacked for using it. Like if you would like, if anyone had like just read a book, they would uh-huh. know what that fucking means. Like just, just read what, a book. what fascist means. What if I told you that I did know what it means, but I'm just doing this to be on Jerry's team. I kind of get Zeke back on the podcast. Man, boom. <laughs> Send it over. You're a cuck. Why is, why is, okay. <laughs> Who cares? And meteor doesn't matter. I don't even, I, don't, was, I already, um, I already forgot about it. I can't say why I criticized him for that. No, you're I, memeing on. I, no, don't you say that. You're memeing on him for using a fancy word for something that you don't need yeah, to use a fancy word because, for. Because, because, yeah, because he's trying to make himself seem smart by being louder than everybody else. <laughs> Which is else. what I always say about Daniel. He's <laughs> yeah. smart, but I'm smarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. right. We get it. We, we get, get it. it. Yeah, we get it. Hey, Daniel but, gets you know, it to you, but, but you just, know what? You know what? At least all three of us can agree that we're smarter than Dan McHugh. 
I don't know. <laughs> Easy. I, I, Dan McHugh's getting a lot of hate not being here. I yeah, well, I mean, that's what he gets. You know what I mean? That's what he gets. Dan McHugh's hairless body can fucking stay in France. Are you saying, are you saying, Daniel, that you, that Zeke is on my side and now you're on team Dan McHugh? I'm not on anyone's is, side. Is this, the, can, is this the fucking canon, canon? now? <laughs> I, I mean, someone's got to be on my side. I, that's true. I hope you're on my side now. You, you were the one who, Dan McHugh was the one who said that I might be kind of smart and then you were just like, no, fuck that. <laughs> It's true. I, it's true. I drew that line in the sand. I I, I sealed our fate. To be uh, fair to Dan McHugh, um, he's <laughs> pause. It should just stay that way. It should just stay that way. Let's talk about Superman. Yeah. Uh, should I we agree. should Let's we wrap this? Should we wrap this up? Um, Congrats, Dan. So Star Labs, uh, you might you guys might know it from uh, the hit uh, CW show, The Flash. The Flash. The Flash. The Flash. Dude, <laughs> I have seen all of The Flash. Uh, me too. I me and love it. Wow. Yeah. We don't love it. That's cringe. You've seen all the That's flesh. cringe, That's bro. Correct. <laughs> Things I never thought I would admit. Yep. Yeah. That, that show's bad. It's bad, but you but can't I stop watching it. it. Yep. Like, how many Absolutely. dads does he have, first of all? So many. And then also, Caitlin Snow. Very. How is Iris West that hot? The actress that she got to play her? You don't, you're not into it? I mean, no, I'm not. I'm okay. I'm into it. It's CW level production. But I'm into it. Yeah, she's foxy though. I, she's yeah. like way too. She's like way too hot for like. The you know CW. what I will never forget ever though from having watched like I watched the first three seasons of Flash or something, and then okay. this gif came out of uh, the onset like oh where they don't filming. have any of the fucking special yeah, effects. Yeah, and, it's, so and like... it's fucking like it's the dude. It's the dude who plays the Flash like waving, <laughs> waving his arms in circles. Yeah, like shooting like oh I can go so fast. I'm making tornadoes. It looks so incredibly it's, stupid. It's that, like that, that was the thing that kind of fucking it ruined the show. Like it was already a bad show, but I was in it, and then that it disillusioned me. It's like the no, yeah, your your cord's just too short, Daniel. You can't lean back like that. It's the No Man's Sky thing where they're like, like welcome to Jurassic Park, and it's like mur, 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 mur. <laughs> <laughs> that level yes, of thing. Absolutely. Let's just finish this up. So they're okay, at Star yeah. Labs. Uh, pa- great stuff. Panicking. You didn't love it. Uh, I can tell that much. But I did like <laughs> there. There was a really cool panel where they're like, "Superman's here." This that that top, that was really cool. That it top splash was top really fucking. Yeah. It's just like it just really like cements home like how fucking intimidating he would actually be. Yeah. And then the next page, he's like floating a little bit closer. It was there. The 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 art was good. In certain spots, it's so inconsistent and really weird. Like certain shots look fucking incredible, but then you get the faces and you're like, Ugh. you know, maybe maybe animating faces is not this guy's uh, forte, I suppose. Okay. So like coming into this blind, I was, uh-huh. uh, wh- what would you say like characterizes a sort of like tone or like, th- like sort of thematic sort of shit of like oh. s- DC Superman right now because you know what the films they're very they're kind of grim dark and yep. like this had some more like it had some like quippy like some sort chi- of some, some, like some it had some mcu it. like yeah. oh i crap my pants like yeah yeah you know, i believe what he said was i pooped my pants i pooped my pants which there was a lot of like the, the humor in this one like kind of caught me out a little bit it, yeah like because superman also in this is like very introspective there's like a lot of like superman being like Man, maybe it's time for no more Superman. Uh-huh. I'm bummed out. Like lots of bad stuff is happening, but I don't realize I haven't confronted it yet emotionally. Yeah. And then it's like I pooped my pants. <laughs> like, so different tones. Just to give you some context, uh, this is this is this DC doesn't necessarily like their editorial staff doesn't necessarily have a whole like vision for the tone of Superman, right? Brian Michael Bendis uh, was a writer for the X Men and the Avengers from about. 
19 like the late 90s to like 2010 i've heard that name a lot even on this podcast yep. like he that dude's everywhere he's a right? Matt, he was a, he's a behemoth force on the marvel creative team and he really set the tone for the marvel comic book universe which informed the cinematic universe so like you're seeing that kind of quippy quick sort of clever back and forth kind of like dialogue incisions you know what like i mean I, like i pooped my pants i pooped my pants very clever, <laughs> yeah. very well, clever I, stuff. I just remember like one of the like episodes that i listened to of you guys it was like bachelorette party for lois lane and they like like got like rubbed up on by like superman clones or something i was like what the fuck is this yeah like, no that was very like, fucking funny i love that because like they, they went to the fortress of solitude and they did like a they did a um a strip tease of nothing but a bunch of superman holograms and that was the oh my goodness that was the my darling it's all for you the one. fortress of solitude the fortress of solitude what what a place do you know you you, you you got a little bit of that oh no we know book. about the fortress of solitude i'm just saying like i didn't know that part of the package deal when you when you subscribe monthly to the fortress yes yeah. was, was uh you get some strip superman tees? clones who will strip for you well it's yeah. not just superman they, i i'm sure that they can take you yeah, know you yeah. can program them to no, you're you telling me they can look like anybody yeah it's like a hollow deck so like the rookie green lantern who now has to f- find a, a murderer in a 20 billion you person want, crowd you want to see her strip tees? wait is green that- lantern is a her yeah. Wow. Right 2019, she's right, bro. She's right there. I mean, the Green Lanterns are anyone that the ring that that a ring chooses. There's thousands mm, of them. Mm, mm, you don't mm, know that? That's not. They're Green all Lantern white. They're canon. all white men. Yeah. <laughs> no. All... In the cartoon, he was black. Oh, okay. So forward thinking. Forward thinking, but like not too forward. Not a black woman, but a black man. Not a woman at all. Ever. ever. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Like so, black lan- black lanterns. Green lanterns can be <laughs> can be can be anything. You know. So it's whoever like if if you sh- what's the green? Is it willpower? If you show triumphant will, it will be like Hell Jordan of Earth. You have been chosen because of your will. And there's like um, literally thousands of the Green Lantern Corps. They're space cops. They're space fascists. Daniel. Okay. You can you can appreciate this. Um, I'd love to riff on that, but I think my headphones are unplugged and I can't hear you. Oh, is that uh, why you've been fussing about this for? Okay, we're gonna I also. I have to pee. So yeah, we can take a brief. Can we, we get can, a pee break. We can take a we, we can take a break, babies. It's All gonna you gotta take do. at least two minutes of dead air time. Can we leave it recording while I pee? Yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. Okay, okay. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. And we are back. Uh, Daniel has his fo- headphones connected again. He actually, <laughs> they were connected the whole time. He just somehow managed to turn his volume all the way down. Uh, got some ASMR popcorn chews. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a feature. That's nice. It's <laughs> a feature of the show now. We got some uh, ASMR. Uh, and we're back to talk about comic books. Uh, Zeke's bladder's empty, right? You're good? I am, I'm good. I peed. It only yep. took five minutes. Yep. Uh, so I peed. I peed. And then also, also peed. We all peed. We so all fucking peed. All of our bladders are empty and ready to be replenished with more delicious, tasty beer. Um, we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. You guys ready? This is a real nothing burger. I'm just gonna. This say. is a real nothing burger. This is yeah. This is the reason I I, I pulled this and I was like, uh, you, the comic book stack that I had didn't have it didn't have basketball heads. It didn't have dollhouse. I don't, I don't know, dude. I'm a, I'm. I'm not quite there. I okay. like like this is another mid arc thing, right? Like, it's so, it's not even mid. This is five of six. Oh so, yeah, so, it's okay. like the the the. But ending, like the, the point up. is like shit has happened that we are not privy to, having not read the earlier ones, right? Like similar. But the to but the issue does a good job of explaining to you. It does. Yep. And it it takes like zero thinking to just pick it up. Like you're like, yep. oh okay, yeah. Peter's dad, bad guy, uh, legion of like zealots that he can mind controls or some shit. Fucking rocket raccoon dying on life support inside yep. his mech suit like you've got all really fast you've got all the things as someone who's a student of the mcu uh-huh um i just gotta say i didn't know groot could talk 
Yeah, Groot's got a, he's he's in a teen phase right now. Did you notice that he has a mohawk and he's got he's yeah. a little scrawny? He looks His a lot mohawk. like Daniel in and high school. And he's like a little bit like fuck you dad. Yeah, he's got that Pete. fuck you dad to yeah, beat like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um also the baby Groot's like can't talk. Stab. Please continue your synopsis. I just wanted to say that I didn't even start a synopsis. You oh. you just kind of took that thing and ran with well, it, I so don't, like, which is great. I'm just more I was more into this than the Superman one. Okay. Having like those are the two comics. I guess X-Men 2, but we came in like fucking completely blind not yep. knowing anything and this one did a way better job of like kind of filling in the blanks for you so so t- so so a good comic book issue should be like this you should be able to pick it up and it's like popcorn you know what i mean and you're like oh i missed the last three weeks for whatever reasons you know i had to buy fucking okay. weed instead of my comic book but like i i could just pick it up and fucking and fucking do it you know what i mean and so this did a really good job of that you know yeah, I, I was gonna say it was it was confirming uh, your theory that you you don't actually need to read comic books to understand. Them. You don't. You, you just you absolutely use, do not. This one, I mean, it probably took the least time for me to read of any of them because yep. all the panels it was just action panels. Yep, it wasn't a ton of dialogue. Meaningless dialogue. Um, but yeah, um, I have to say, yeah, you guys were right about. Uh, Rocket Raccoon's face It's pretty fucked up You know I might, yeah, might want to get Some stride X For that shit it's, it's Corey, little... Corey Smith <laughs> You draw a very good Dying raccoon I don't exactly know Where you get that from uh, Let me let me give you My personal My personal theory About the two differences Between comic books mm-hmm. You have Basket full of heads Which is like Comic books You know what I mean Like this is shit That's gonna get bound Into a book And like right. I'm gonna Basket give Basket full of heads Is like they're gonna put The six trade paper issues together yep. into a graphic novel right and i'm gonna put i'm gonna give this to my mom for thanks for for thanksgiving oh, yeah, for, for christmas you know what i mean yeah. and then this is comic books which is something you you like just like consume like yeah like the, that you consume like the popcorn that's in front of you and then you fucking wipe your ass with it or throw it away you know what yeah. i mean because like it's it's fun it's meaningless but when you're done with it you're done with it yeah you know what I mean? which makes perfect sense because like hbo that's, that's also cw it's kind of the difference between like <laughs> film yeah and and yeah. like maybe made for tv shit like right there's a reason moon dragon does not appear in the marvel cinematic universe probably like i thought i was Yet. confused at first because moon dragon appears in this and there's also like uh mantis mantis being like she's one of the mind controlled or he is one of the mind controlled people uh so we don't really see mantis and having come from the cinematic universe i was like oh is this green person is this mantis yeah and then she fucking like like does summons this shit. giant three-headed dragon and i was like well yeah i guess that's why she's not in the movies yeah, it's that interesting. That would be fucking insane if it, she could do that. And I've wondered this for a long time, like with how successful the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, like how they haven't tried to tie that into the comic book universe. But at the same time, I wonder if those, the groups that consume both, is a very narrow overlap. I think you're right? speaking to different audiences there yeah. for sure. And yeah. so, and so yeah. maybe maybe they Precisely. use maybe you maybe they use the comic book thing to explore they'll like they'll green look clearly will green light more shit in the in the in the comic book for us being like yeah try it out and we'll see if it clicks with people you know yeah, yeah that's something i wanted to ask about before yeah. coming on because you know they're making so much money from these just absolute dog shit movies that uh <laughs> wow know, is any of that like you know oh, sort oh, of oh. trickling down to the actual uh you know vertically integrated comic yeah. book world is like are they going to like try stuff out that they maybe wouldn't do in the movies you know for sure and that, you guys have been jizzing yourselves over this house of yes. house of x powers of x stuff so like you know maybe and i mean maybe that's the thing like you know fuck everything is owned by disney these days but like i think that the x-men ip now belongs back to disney for movies right it had been sony for the longest time so maybe this is i mean they made a big deal about hickman be, like they ran ads about hickman writing mm. writing an x-men thing and it's like a it is a it's a reboot to the concept of 
uh, X-Men in general, right? Like Charles yeah. Xavier being this kind of guy that is like, maybe we can work together. And finally he's like, yeah, it okay. changes their characters a right. lot. Like fundamentally. I um, also think it makes sense. Like the audience is being different, but the format speaks a lot to it too. That like in comics, you can, you can fool around more. Like, Oh yeah. Cause people aren't going to sit through a movie. Too. Like the, the amount of change that you endure as a comic book reader from like, you're turning a page and things are fucking astronomically different the next yep. page over. Yep. You fill in those gaps because you're used to reading that shit and you like, it's like a learned kind of way of reading, right? Right. Like a film universe that's never going to work. Like think of all the shit that happened in this Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Yeah. It's like maybe two movies might cover that. Yeah. You know, it's like you have to have that much material to cover that amount of stuff if yeah. if you're not a comic book reader. Oh, like, and it costs significantly less to make, right? Oh, fuck yeah. You know, so you yeah, can just right? you can they just like, turn they were like, should out. we have Moon Dragon and someone some like Who's Moon Dragon? Yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, that's some, fine. Like, I, Sony Pictures or whoever signing. like higher up was like uh how much will it cost to animate three-headed dragon that spits <laughs> fire everywhere hard, no, let's hard, skip it. yeah we're, we're gonna skip we'd it. rather do the twenty thousand ships that create a net daniel just poured his beer just directly down the gullet like a fucking cave yeah he's had some pretty terrible pours Oof. they're they're very as dan McHugh might say heady <laughs> Uh, is that a good segue into yeah we can X-Men. we can we can we can break, i feel like we, we didn't bridge. cover guardians that much but i mean and not was, much happened so we didn't have a lot to say yeah not, it's just a it's just a issue five six um i think they're steering the fucking soul eating planet towards earth so yeah. check that out if you want to check that out yeah i can dude i honestly like it kind of speaks to the strength of it though that me having never yeah been it, part it's of a compliment universe, in its own way i see it and it's like okay peter's dad's bad guy He's got soul eating planet. They go there. They steal the souls. They power them. They like. Yeah. You knew he's exactly. A, he's immediately. basically a fucking necromancer who's yeah. like, I'm going to reincarnate superheroes to fight for me, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. the brilliance of the art direction in that is that like, you know, immediately that that bad guy, that that yeah. bad guy, you can see. You're like, oh, his eyes guy. are fucking purple. purple shooting exactly. lightning that, and that shit. Bad, that bad guy. They also give you that two, <clears throat> that two page fucking panel of like, mm-hmm. here's the entire legion of people. That was that a cool. Has, that was a cool. That was, it a cool was really splash. cool. And yeah. I imagine especially dope if you've been like following this and you can recognize everybody in there. Because like I see a bulldog with a space helmet on, and I'm like, I don't. I, I love don't this, but I, and I'm is. here for it. Yeah, I was though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, um, what's that bulldog's backstory? What's its origin story? <laughs> how does it? What does it feel? Where are you, Fox? Fox, pictures, crack please. and open the last. Here, spread this love evenly amongst your boys. Yeah, you just poured your. You just fucked up the last <clears throat> pour. Why? Why is Daniel being given beer privilege? I didn't give him. He just took it. You know, as I'm any. Doing fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Okay, uh, so I will say this is my last thing. This is my my me having read these. I personally feel okay. So you guys don't know this, but Donny Cates is the writer on Guardians of the Galaxy. He is now being confirmed to writing Thor, and um, being cut off of most of his other things. He's a very good writer. Um, cut off how? What do you mean cut off? He's no longer writing Guardians of the Galaxy after this after this arc. Like his decision or like? Uh, we don't know. We don't you know. Don't, we, but okay. I do feel like I, he, in the last few issues, has been lacking the inspiration that Donny Cates, that kind of magic that he Maybe normally does. Maybe he got does. a little tired of it or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, you write these things 16 fucking... Oh, yeah. Dude, you know, I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like... So uh, t- we, we make fun of Tom King all the time. Mm. He's written 83 issues of Batman, and it's gotten so bad. You know what I mean? But like, how can you write... This dude goes to bed and dreams about fucking Batman. How can you write two <laughs> comic books a month about something for three years? It's an impossible fucking ask. Anyway, seriously, like he sits in insane. bed at night. He wakes up in the morning after having like some extravagant dream, and he's like, "Could I make Bruce do that?" <laughs> and then he, and then like the reality of life sets in, and his boss breathing down his neck, and he's like, "No, I can't. I can't do. I can't it's do. too good. I gotta just go back to regular uh, old I, Bruce. It's, it's, it's too much for my artist to handle." 
Okay, so uh, we're gonna move on to the last regular comic book of this issue of Craft Comics, and it is X Men number two. I'm getting a little bit. I can tell by this the way. This one's good. Be, yeah, I'm, this I'm, is good. I'm happy we saved this for last. You're on board. Yeah. All right, this is X Men number two. It was fine. <laughs> written by Jonathan Hickman, uh, Lionel Francis Yu on the art, a very polarizing artist in my opinion, uh, mainly because everybody loves him and I don't. <laughs> I so loved it. I yeah. call I call it polarizing uh, because I disagree. Uh, Gary Alaguilan on inks, my bad. Uh, Sunny Go on colors and Clayton Cowles on the letters. Uh, this is Jonathan Hickman's mainline X Men series. I'm going to say I was immediately irked when I found out that Professor Xavier has been assassinated in a issue that I didn't read. That seems like some learning curve kind of comic stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't read this issue. Well, guess what? Everyone <laughs> seems like no one even happened. fucking talks about it in the book. You'd right. think that like someone would be like they'd be at a funeral Dude, for if, it at least. Professor, or some shit. Professor X dying in the fucking movies. It's like oh, we got to dedicate at least one hour of the, of the film to yeah. like the slow funeral for Professor. And, X. and seeing every character react like a Dragon Ball Z. Episode. Press F to pay respects. Pa- to, uh, to, we're all mashing Professor F on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. we're all mashing F. Um, so this opens up with, uh, Scott, this is, this actually couldn't have been a worse opener for me because one, I hate cable Two, I hate Scott Summers, Scott Scummers. I always call him Scott Scummers. Scott Scummers. And I also fucking hate his children and cable just so happens to be both himself and Scott Scummers child. And then this other girl that I don't give a shit about. Can we do, can we do a quick aside on cable? Yeah, please, please. Cable's a fuck up. Also Scott, bad dad. Gr- horrible dad um, gene gray is also a horrible mother which is why i wish that they would retcon him like they did to john kent so i don't read that many comic books but when yes. i was like 12 i okay. got a subscription to cable and i read like a whole year of cable and yeah it, it wasn't that fucking bad but i yeah. found out later that cable was kind of part of a trend after like the frank miller um and like watchmen and killing joke stuff where it was like edgy sort <sighs> of like yeah. muscle bound heroes yep um, see see 90s comics just yeah in general. yeah exactly yeah. And does he have does he still have his like psychic powers in this version or is yes. he just like shooting people with his like big ass gun? He sh- he's still both both of the because they're Jean Grey's they're both Jean Grey's um, children right so they yeah. both have they're not Omega level psychics like Jean Grey is right but they they both have psychic powers yes okay yep good question great question class thank you so much for signing up they do I will say though in this comic I don't know if he's appeared in earlier ones Cable but like Cable. Yeah, he killed all the fucking young X-Men. Well, they don't give a fuck about his psychic powers. No, <laughs> That's what don't. I'm saying. Like, maybe he's got them, but Cable's like, check out my huge fucking gun, bro. And Prestige <laughs> is sitting there. Like, maybe it's for action's sake. Like, is Prestige is the daughter? Yeah. Look, you're your fucking regular comic book boy now. You know dude, her fucking name. I just, Prestige was like the most interesting character in this for me, other than like fucking High Summoner, which we'll get to. High but, Summoner's like, cool. She's, uh, psych, 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 um, powers psychic powers psychic powers yeah they don't translate that well to action scenes like every time it cuts to like oh prestige is doing something it's, it's just like her with her beam. fingers against her fucking temples and like a little like like a halo of like red like alert looking coming, shit like around coming, her head like yeah. oh, i'm doing something but cable it's like oh dude it's a fucking thermal grenade shoot a gun <sighs> yeah yeah i i did think there was a good scene with her in the high summoner where like she hits it and then you see like the light up on his head and kind of like you know like you can do it it's just it is it is you know, admittedly when, tricky. when she like downloads the language yeah yeah okay uh, yeah, go into the synopsis because we're okay. We'll <laughs> yeah. go into the see. Da- into Daniel's it. the fucking host of this podcast. Daniel's way fucking off track. We need to get this back on the rails. Yeah, we need to talk about yeah. we need to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe again. I think you know. 
Um, dog shit. <laughs> dog shit. It's awful. Uh, so um, just to touch on what happens in X-Men number two, a new island has resurfaced. Uh, it's called Aroka. Uh, don't be con- don't confuse it with Krakoa, which is the one where all the mutants live on. This is a this is an island where not mutants live on, but giant uh, incandescent tentacle beings live on from the e- other world. From the other world, right? From a different universe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, very smart to use an anagram of Krakoa to sort of, you know, let you understand that they're sort of... That was Daniel's way of saying... He didn't like did it. Did you guys recognize the anagram? Because I did. I recognized the anagram. Here, we're, no, I'm we're, saying that's like baby shit. That's we're, like, yeah, that's, the, you should have understood. That's everyone symbolism seen, 101. Everyone <laughs> should have seen that it was an anagram. Uh, we'll be mailing Daniel his trophy for... I'll be mailing both of you the, the, the anagram recognition trophies. I'm not going to get one because I didn't, I didn't see it that time. Um, uh, <laughs> but on the inside of this volcano, we see this uh, man who's weeping mascara. He's, he's all white and has a very curious kind of print on his chest. His design was dope. Very cool. That was the first thing that really grabbed me about this. I saw like familiar faces and then that dude. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, my favorite my favorite panel particularly is the one where they're riding on the um the little bull things and they see him and he, he's just a tiny point standing in the middle of a he's field. He's just a tiny yeah. point of white and is very is very his well His design directed. is dope for that because he's like he's all white. He has a black symbol on his chest yeah. that we don't yet know what it means, but he stands out. Yeah, until you turn the page and you see one of uh, Hickman's little back matters explaining the summoner signs, and he, it is revealed as a high summoner. He's the he's the highest echelon of these summoners. From we don't know what exactly it is, but it's cool because he, that's what I love about the way that Hickman tells these stories is it's so matter of fact. It's like they've got it's, rules. It's like I'm reading a Wikipedia page. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, of course, the high summoner. It's a Dude, cur- it's a three currently one. I don't know. It's what- reminiscent of like Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Yeah, like, manuals. He's got he's got like we have not seen a summoner minor or a summoner adept. We have seen a high summoner, but he has taken the time to be like, just so you know, there's these two sub ranks. Yeah, the minor can only summon a single host or minor demon but the high summoner he can summon up to three major demons right so we know like this back matter sets it up like oh dude this guy is bad fucking ass that's like, exactly it yeah and did you did you do the thing that i did where i like i was like oh and then i flip back to see to make sure to what, which symbols, which on, symbols his chest, on his yeah. chest yeah which is cool it's just a nice little touch um so they meet up with him they have a kind of star trek uh i forget the episode the tng episode where they can where captain kirk and the fucking guy can't talk to each other yeah, I love Star Trek. Yeah, who loves Star Trek? Oh, God, Sokoth, his eyes are clouded. One of my favorite moments ever. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And you, yeah, so they have this time where they can't quite figure out each other's languages. One of them more sing songy, and the other one's like, kind of like, he's like, oh, wow, you guys are grunting a lot. It doesn't really make any sense. Um, and then Cable gives him a grenade, and I think he gives it to him like, not meaning for anything bad to happen. Yeah, it's just like, here's a grenade. Here's a, Don't he, use it. Yeah, but then it, the guy. It's hard to tell because it's, it explodes. He touches the he thing, touches the thing but he doesn't think that it, he would At have... At first, done. I'm like, this was Cable's plan, right? Yeah. Like, my feeling is Cable's kind of a dipshit. Yeah. Or an asshole. He's one of the two. He's one of the he's one of the two, and I could I, I think I land on the dipshit. I think he one. genuinely meant to just give him a gift of a thermal grenade, and then and then this fucking alien creature is like, oops. And Cable goes, I didn't mean for that to happen. I didn't think that that I would happen. I gave you this fucking extremely lethal weapon, but who knew? Yeah, that seems a little silly. It was a little silly. A little silly. It was, I mean, it also would have just fit with the character of him being, he's very gung-ho. Like he's Yeah, very, he doesn't like, think things through, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so he pushes the button on the grenade, it explodes, and they get into a fight. Luckily, uh, I don't know, Lady Jean Grey, well, Jean Grey's a lady, but 
what's her name? Prestige. Prestige, Prestige is able to download the language. They'll be they are able to uh, kind of you know talk. How convenient. How convenient. And then, she makes him learn. She and then the islands learn. fuck. My favorite part yeah. is we get some steamy oh fucking island coon, you know, has been playing the Sundane forever and then fucking Krokoa, Krokoa Chan I rolls up. That. Yeah. I they love that, fucking that like, the alien dude. He's like, why is anything drawn together or whatever? It's like, have you ever loved somebody, Scott Summers? And he's like, I've loved one person. And then he goes, so you understand. My favorite. And then we see vines just growing together. And the next panel is fucking flowers. It's yeah. like, wow. The best, you guys remember subtlety? The be- the best line uh, of this, the yeah. best line of this is Scott being like, uh, well, son, I think this is how, how all of my best mistakes have happened. <laughs> no, yeah. In case you didn't get it. There's I like fucked at least your th- mom. There's like at least three panels confirming for you that the islands are like somehow fucking in like a weird island way. It's and, very, that, and that Scott Summers it's just the, likes it's, to fuck. That's the whole thing. This is. I think there's actually four. It's them reaching out, intertwining, flowers blooming. And then if somehow you didn't get it. Scott goes, by the way, sex. By the way, I fucked Jean Grey and had both of you. Wild times. Uh, and so, yeah, th- then Krakoa. Hickman, <laughs> Hickman is. Uh, and then they are now intertwined. You get another cool little kind of like Wikipedia page thing about like the new things that have been added. That reminded me of like uh, buying a video game yeah. in the old the, days the when old... you used to get like a, a manual and you could unfold it into a big map. Like the original Oblivion came with that. Yeah. It would unfold into a map. It's like, oh, cool. Now I know where all this stuff and is. And they, they even do the cool video game thing where like the, the one area the is lined zone. off and you're yeah. like, I wonder what's in there, you know? So. Yeah, no, you, you do, and it's scary. And then at the end, uh, Apocalypse shows up and is basically making promises that he's going to save both the children of Arako and Krakoa. Apocalypse also asks this creature that we don't have a name for yet. He goes, which mother. which one of my children was mother to you? Yeah. And she goes, war. And it's like, okay, this is Apocalypse's grandchild or some shit? Like, child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, just, which, tri- just No, he says, which one of my children was mother to you? And she goes, war. Which one of my children was mother? And yeah. which of my children is... Oh, yeah, grandchild. Nice. Hey, way to go. Way to pick that one up. Also, her name is Prestige. Prestige? Just in case you forgot already. I yeah, did. Prestige. And I'm not going to yeah. remember it. Yeah. But That's the High Summoner, we don't know her name, his name. His. We don't know his pronouns either. No, they, say, they, they refer to... the His mom refers to him as her yes. son. Okay, he's a yeah. boy. Yeah, he's a boy. He's 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 a good boy. Okay. I think we think okay, he's okay. a good boy. We think he's a good yeah. boy. He'd, so he'd cry his black tears though. Yeah, I like the mas- the mascara streak is a nice touch. Uh, so, what did you boys think of X Men number two? Yeah. So, what you're saying about this sort of art design or this particular artist being polarizing, I thought the design of that summoner guy, we're calling him a guy. Sure. Uh, it was definitely the high point. I think. Yeah. I like that a lot. The like. Not a fan like, of the way he draws. The way he draws like cable. People, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, eh, this kind of fucking sucks. But yeah, um, after like listening to you guys on House of X and Powers of X, like I'd be interested in reading this series. Yeah, um, cool. Just to see where it's going. I don't want to have to read like 20 other ones to find <laughs> no, out. That that's the, per- the, that's the that, rub. That Professor X uh, died. But, you know, I guess he <laughs> deserves it for being a lib. You know, just kind of. But he's not a lib anymore, Daniel. He's oh, a he, radical he's terrorist, just like you he's are. Yeah. He's 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 a he's turned against the humans and joined with Magneto. Yeah. They're a sovereign nation. Krakoa is a sovereign nation. So he didn't deserve I'm here it. for it. Krakoa <laughs> is also, if I'm not mistaken, like a sov- sovereign little lady, like a like a kiddo. 
Krakoa yeah, as a kiddo. Like, like, isn't it like it's its own thing, right? Like it's a it's a it's living sentient. it's a living it's a living creature, and apparently it fucks. You know what I mean? So that it, part that's my cri- that's my criteria that of nobody, intelligence. Nobody was like, our island is moving to this island, and they go, well, it's because it's in love. And Scott Summers, no one thinks for a second, like, wait, why is this island in love? <laughs> Just like, nope. Matter of fact, well, dude, they, they're gonna they've fuck. already that's tried. It. They've already tried to con- 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 contact. I don't know what the fuck's right. Contact it. So it is its own, like, there's, like, a thing that, like, a visage. But they made it, right? No. So they borrowed it, in a way. I don't know how to explain it. I so thought Professor X, like, it was, like, his vision to have this, like, island. Yeah, it was his vision to use this island, but it's this own sentient mm. creature, and it, they use its, like, plants and foliage to teleport. They can teleport instantaneously. They don't even even, even quite understand exactly why it, it works, right? So as like a yes. as like a dipshit who doesn't yes, actually please. like understand most of this story, how do you think this particular issue uh, sort of weighed out what you think like Hickman's vision for X Men might be with like this sort of it's his, his year long arc that he's going to do? It's really tough to tell because yeah, he's doing twelve issues minimum, right? And so here we are, issue number two, and I still don't quite gather. I mean, so there's a clear conflict being set up right between Aroka or whatever, and in Krakoa. Apocalypse is there. That's clearly a thing. But then there's still the question of this, like, future AI thing. I don't know how much you guys have seen about that. Well, that was, like, my, was my feeling. One. Well, my feeling from listening to the podcast was that that was, like, the threat. That, like, that is was the, the main threat. That is the threat. So, so what I'm, happened to what? what's-her-name who can who gets reborn? Moira? I, yeah. th- I think she might be dead. She might have actually died her last death. And uh, her and Professor X, like conveniently assassinated yes now so like right. but she was done anyway like so yeah, her, right. her, use, her last her, life yeah right? her like, usefulness was pretty much at its end but like so we're now at this point where people are picking up the pieces and this is following all of that and maybe yeah, so they didn't get some like crucial information this is the shitty part about me not having read you right, know and that's what i wish that they would i wish they would have just kept this whole thing contained x-men yeah. one and then have the other ones be like tertiary yeah, yeah. oh adventures in between x-men number one and two yeah, you know it, it but doesn't to do seem key like assassinating plot, <laughs> Professor yeah, to, X key, be in between. Key plot things like fucking killing off Professor X, I'm a little By bit... By the way, guys, this happened. Okay, cool. Now enjoy this comic. Yeah, so I, I still think that the, the phalanx or whatever that AI that humans created are going to... It's going to end up being the the crucial, you know, climax thing. But, like, there's this cool tension being set up and I have to yeah. just assume that humans are going to get brought in and have to fight yeah. with them because I they also, don't like, want to be eradicated either. <laughs> I <laughs> you know? super did not get an evil vibe from High Summoner, whatever Ooh. his name is. Like, No, he's vulnerable. Like right? Apocalypse is like maybe manipulating that, that's him. That's what I'm worried about is Apocalypse manipulating him. Into yeah, doing some shit. but it's like, that's that's a pretty cool thing. It's like a, it's a third party being introduced into this whole thing. Yeah. That seems pretty powerful. Like, this dude can summon fucking demons in the other yeah. world. Like, but, and he seems to be kind of like operating on like kind of that like childlike emotion yeah. state. You yeah, know right, what I mean? Right. Where he's, he's like emotional. Like he's like yeah. sad, angry, happy. He doesn't understand you know what I mean? why There's this no gift nuance. hurt him. Like, yeah. He's like, was this a gift or not? Like, Was this a gift or not? And not understanding uh, whether or not something hurt you or not. Atomic Man hurt me. Atomic Man hurt all of us. Uh, We're going to transition to the bargain bin segment. Um, We're going to leave X-Men behind. Table that discussion for now. And then try to unpack Atomic Man number three. Okay, let me tell you guys. uh, Pull up a chair. Do the full story. Pull up a chair. Do the full story. I'm going to tell you a story about about a little publisher. Uh, Okay, hello. There we go. 
a little publisher known as Blackthorn Publishing Company. This was something that I Googled completely out of a whim because their name was on the top left of Atomic Man Comics, and I wondered who let this happen. Who, who could really hard? <laughs> when you see the cover; it's really hard to like see that and go. This is a serious comic uh, who, book. Who, 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 who is responsible to this? So we have Atomic Man number three. Uh, this was published in 1987 and written and created by Jeffrey Bonnevay. I'm going to tell you a little interesting story, though. It was published by some somebody called Blackthorn Publishing. They were a company that operated between the year 1986 and 1989, and they were run by a husband and wife team, uh, Steve Shanes and Ann Farah. Their largest success was actually a 3D adaptation of the California Raisins, which was a fictional R&B group of anthropomorphized raisins that were highly popular in the mid to late 1980s. Yes? Yeah, the 80s were fucked up. The 80s was, were fucked up. Lots of coke. Was, everybody was on coke. I don't know how the California Raisins were a thing. <laughs> this was actually like the Raisin Council, like the people yes, who the, made the raisins of, were the like, official to like make like cartoon raisins to sell raisins. If you look up, yeah, if you, raisins suck. If like, you look up the California Raisins, they their intellectual property is owned by the California Raisin Board of Directors or some shit like that. It's wild. Uh, and so these this group was actually so popular in the mid to late uh, 80s that one claymation special starring the California Raisins was not only nominated for an Emmy, but actually took it home. So with the revenue and commercial su- success of their 3D adaptation of the California Raisins, they skyrocketed to the top, capping out at the fifth highest grossing U.S. comics publisher. Unfortunately, the studio made a series of bad financial decisions surrounding Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Uh, they made a, they tried to make a Michael Jackson's Moonwalker comic book in 3D called Moonwalker in 3D, which was a tremendous failure due to a lack of sales and extremely large upfront licensing fee. Ironically, this book is now something of a cult classic and can be sold if you have like a mint copy of it for upwards of $1,000 on eBay today. So that is the story of Blackthorn Publishing. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, there's a lot of really weird fucked up shit that happened in comic books in the 80s. Uh, and Atomic Man, number three, just so happens to be one of them. Yeah, this was this was quite a ride. Yeah. Um, art, Art-wise... Very bad. Um, Not great. It's all in black and white, and it kind of has the look of like... It looks like someone who like drew... It looks like, like a, a fucking... circuit. It looks like a fucking child drew this shit, in my opinion. It's like... Um, it's like, Daniel, remember when we were going to make a video game... Yeah. In, in third grade and we drew all of our fucking protagonists this is what that looks like honestly me. this is worse than that <laughs> this is worse than that i am this is color by numbers yeah like it looks like it's not finished yet and there's this weird pattern on the back of, of every like panel this flower pattern with their wallpaper or something it's like atomic man draw his hair yellow yeah it's like do you remember that one comic that we that we read where it was like he was naked the entire time and the whole gimmick was that like the kids were supposed to fucking draw his his... anyway let's continue on with the topic i'm choosing to believe that this is actually like some sort of post it's not ironic commentary it's not it's not on comics because there's no way that anyone could actually like this was 1987 create this in all seriousness and believe that they had made something good It, 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 (laughs) it it is from from the dialogue to the art style I'm looking at a panel right now where Atomic Man, who is the sort of titular character, of well, he this it is farce, Atomic Man comics. Yeah, he's sitting at the uh, breakfast table with his wife and his children. <laughs> one of whom looks like they are like 60 years old, but is still like a child and like some sort of like weird <laughs> fucked up rictus of like black and white 
comic book bullshit. Uh, Atomic Man is sitting at the table, and he is fucking thick. <laughs> That's a he, dummy thick boy. He looks like a cross between like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, the Pillsbury Doughboy, and then like uh, three like coked up fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movies where he's like sort of muscular, but he also is just like kind of puffy and weird looking. There's not a real way to describe what this comic looks like. You really have it, to see it for yourself. It, it is a like fucking sh- atrocity. It looks like shit is what it looks like. Oh, no. Yeah. It absolutely must be a thumbnail. There there are simply too many frames to capture from this that are worthy I, of being is, thumbnailed. Like, you guys, I actually found this is the origin of the eyeball emoji. You guys see this shit on the back? Oh, my God. It's literally... the kid. <laughs> look it, at that kid's fucking smile. Look, that kid looks terrified. It's literally the eyeball emojis. Look at that face. What? <laughs> What does that communicate oh to you? Look okay. at those eyeballs. Okay, Daniel. Bobby had one gigantic claw. Do you, do you want me to do the synopsis on this? I want you to convince me why this is a smart book. Give me your best fucking I, I'm pitch I'm going to do right my now. best. Because, okay, please. Okay, please do. So, the, uh, yeah, give, 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 put your whole mouth on the fucking <laughs> The go. intro to this book is Atomic Man. I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain like who Atomic Man is or Nobody what he does. specifically does. He's kind of just like a generic avatar of maybe what a superhero is. Uh-huh. He's extremely muscular. He has like a cool fucking haircut. And he's got uh, that like Buzz Lightyear kind of. He might of. have like a forlorn past that we don't know about. So, you know, like no par way. for the course for like a comic book guy. And so the beginning of this comic, he is like catching his children who are they're sensibly his children but also simply they're not they're ethan they're not they're ethan whatever he's replaced they're, they're, it's like yeah it's like eric connor who yeah. he is like replaced he's basically uh he, he's cucking eric connor oh he, he's replaced him oh no and so he, he's caught these children and um who call him big daddy not like not like daddy yeah. daddy but like they're he's our daddy but now he's way bigger they're committing mischief you know they're children and yeah, one of them looks like they're like 60 years old which uh-huh. is really fucked up benjamin button um and then his wife goes into some weird monologue about how uh her friend's daughter who is younger than their like okay dip yeah. shit kid who probably has like you he's know still shitting himself even though yeah, he's like nine it, years old yeah it, it, they're her friend's daughter like his potty trained but their dipshit kid is and he's like oh you know fucking girls mature girls okay, mature ex- faster than boys and then he goes yeah explain to me this line because he goes or she goes don't worry darling girls mature quicker and he goes only in the bathroom i don't know what that's Help, come on you you're the one who's advocating for this book you think it's a yeah, it's a smart that sounds smart to me yeah explain, explain. It's it's always smart in the sense that I don't think that anyone <laughs> who wrote this could honestly believe that they were like creating something Daniel that constituted like an actual story or comic book or thing that was meant to be taken seriously. And so um you sort of find out in this portion uh <laughs> sort of find out a lot of things. That, You're on page yeah, 2 by the way. Yeah, I'm on I, I'm on page I'm on page I'm on page 4. I'm on page 4. Okay. Uh but basically that Atomic Man has replaced this woman's husband and this this is just incredible. Is that it? Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We are on page four, ladies and gentlemen. We still can't. She, she's trying to explain. She's kind of like trying to give us like a sort of explanation of what happened. She's you like, killed you know, my husband. Atomic Man came into our lives when Atomic Man is in fact in front of her. And so we get this panel where it's it's almost it's 
It's actually just lamentably artistic. It's 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 kind <laughs> of beautiful. It looks like it looks like the I on- am atomic man. <laughs> it looks like it looks like the Andre the Giant like sort of like black and white mosaic that you might have seen. And he's saying to his wife, who he's ostensibly replaced this other guy, he says, you talk as though Atomic Man is in the other room. But ironically, he fucking talks. Don't forget, I am Atomic Man. Don't forget, I am Atomic Man. And it's it's this moment of just absolute vulnerability and sort of artistry. I forgot that I told Daniel. It doesn't really jibe with the rest of this book, which... uh, the rest is a complete fucking train wreck. <laughs> it goes downhill from here. Which I have here. no choice to believe that it's like some sort of artistic statement. It's not. I'm about, sorry. It's not about what comic books are. So it's not. Um, we're 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 deeply ensconced in the sort of domestic, uh, you know, issues of Atomic Man and his wife, and we find them, we find them at the table the next day with their weird, like fucked up, ADHD children. And she's basically saying like you need to get a job, and he's like, being a hero actually doesn't pay any money. That's like the that's like the time I was like, okay, maybe this is like actually, you know, trying to yeah, say something gonna, about like say trying to like uh, make a meaningful change on society. It's actually it actually doesn't pay. Um, but then uh, a few panels later, um, Atomic Man finds a job in the local newspaper, the San Francisco Daily Times, which definitely a real newspaper. Uh, says hero for rent, bright, strong, clean. I think this is actually his own ad. He gets a phone call. He has to like reunite this dude with his wife who has thrown him out. So this like weird fucking like three foot tall golem is like, my wife threw me out of my fucking house. Don't forget the classic slapstick comedy of the wife hitting the man with a rolling pin. Yeah. That's the fucking, that's the Uh, shit. We'll we'll get to it. So she opens the door. Um, she is like some sort of horrific uh, homunculus <laughs> of a woman whose tits are like as big as a fucking uh, parked car. Well, I mean, and like everyone's body is grotesque. In yeah, this, yeah, this so. is fucked up. And so <laughs> I'm not even really sure what happens. Basically, Atomic Man like breaks through the facade of their house because this woman refuses to talk to her husband. And um, somehow that reunites them. And it's because it's because Atomic Man is a threat, dude. Atomic like, Man, like little like Golem, dude, is like, oh, don't touch my wife, bah. and then you know, like he's being kind of a dick here. He's like carrying, <laughs> look at her, look at him carrying her. <laughs> wow, Atomic Man is. I just, I think I, I'm on the same page as Daniel. This is. You guys think this is smart now? This this is a it's two v one. Shit. Okay. Maybe I maybe like, I just need to grow like up. He's kind of problematic, but he's also he's also like destroying the boundaries of what it means to be a superhero. So then after he <laughs> he somehow like reunites this man with his wife by like destroying their fucking house. Let's never fight again. She says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never. Um, Let's so never fight again. Then he goes to get some fucking burgers from his thirty-seven from, burger from Hogan's House of Hamburgers. So. He orders 37 burgers and no he, fries. He says he doesn't want fries, but then at the end he says, "I'll have fries with that." With a face <laughs> that uh, I can only describe as maybe being like uh, like like Ben Shapiro if he were like buff and just like really turned on. It's the most Dude, horrifying thing. This fucking guy. He says, "I'll have some fries with that." The way that a rapist 
looks at like his quarry. Yeah, dude. it is. It is disturbing. I'll have his some front. Well, uh, okay. His to eyebrows be, are like to, fucking. To be fair, to be fair. So what happens is he he orders thirty seven burgers and the guy says, "Would you like fries with that?" He's like, "Would I like fries with that?" Do you think that I would like fries with that? If I would if I would have wanted fries, I would have asked if I wanted fries. And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." And he goes, "But I'll have fries with that." Yeah, this is like. <laughs> Things like that just make me think this is like some sort of like it's, Tim and Eric. It's not. Uh, it's not. You know, that the humor didn't exist leave. in 1987. That's what it's like so ahead of its time. This is before I was even fucking alive. Um, <laughs> so he's sitting there eating his burgers after a long day of just destroying people's property and like yeah, beating yeah. up people's wives. <laughs> yep. And these two fucking jokers. What are they? What are they called? Zach and Rudolph. You, you've read a hundred percent more than I. Yeah. Have. Um, they're dipshits. It doesn't matter. But apparently they had something to do with the creation of Atomic Man and possibly other, yeah, uh, possibly other Atomic Men who exist. And so they're like afraid because Atomic Man is in this fucking burger joint with them and he might like, you know, run a train on him with his <laughs> giant Atomic Man body. Do you, does he have an atomic cock? I mean, looking <laughs> at the front, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave that for you guys to speculate. It's true though, because like. Come on, bro. Come on, comic book artist. The Draw that is, loose knuckle, baby. The dude is fucking huge. He's wearing yeah. a unitard. Draw that fucking... Where is... I want to like, see that moose knuckle. I want to see both balls. If they want him to be like a non-gendered yeah. individual, oh, sure. that's fucking fine. But this is 1987. There's no way this dude... Yeah. You want me to be intimidated? Draw a big old this. fucking pouch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The yeah. guy who wrote this shit, he wants Atomic Man to be hung for yeah. fucking sure. I, I, want, yeah. I want both balls and a panor. You know what I mean? I want to see all of those. Yeah. So then... Uh, Atomic Man. We're halfway through this issue. Yeah, by the way. I'm sorry. This this is taking a while, but uh, he he's gonna confront gonna leave these guys while Daniel takes care of this. He's gonna confront these guys, and then eventually, uh, there's this child out in the street who's in danger of being struck by a vehicle. Oh no! And Atomic Man jumps out to save the kid, which he does, and he lifts up the bus that's gonna Kapow. hit him. Because he's Atomic Man and he's thick that as fuck. That was the fuck. first time we saw his powers. Too, yeah, by the yeah. Way. It was like Th- this was the first time that that's what made me believe that this was like some sort of clever, ironic inversion of he doesn't even use his powers until like <laughs> three quarters of the way. He through. lifts up this fucking school bus. So then he's like, "Okay, I need all the answers about my origin, which you know we still haven't found out about." And then right before he's about to like interrogate these two dipshits, some like weird <laughs> uh, robot guy in like a fucking overcoat is oh, like yeah commence operation mission, yeah. slam jam and <laughs> no dude he, you cannot gloss over operation fucking slam jam okay please, yeah, yeah okay please like the, the, he's a fucking robot right please read his fucking lines okay yeah so this panel says the reunion of creation and creators is of special interest to a pair of spying inhuman eyes so that's your first clue that it's a robot and then it says the observation period is now concluded. Proceed with program eight three zero five four. Code name Slam Jam. Slam, slam Jam, jam all caps and bold. Yeah. So come on and slam. Look, Welcome to the jam. Look at, that dumb, look at this dummy thick fucking. He's got. He's got. He's in the fucking nineties babe pose. He's got tits in it. Yeah, dude. He's throwing that, that one leg out in front. Look like, at them fucking hammers, dude. Atomic Man. Yeah. So then Atomic Man gets blasted from behind, but there's some sort of weird. Uh, Spaceship, who he doesn't know. Also glossing over. And then (laughs) the spaceship people abduct these two jokers who may may or may not have created uh, fucking Atomic Man. (laughs) Uh, They're they're abducted by this villain, this unnamed villain who is, I guess guess he's named 
gizmo and they drive off into the sunset and then Tom McMahon wakes up and he goes home to his family uh, after all that fucking happened and his two, you know, just his two fail sons reveal that they have drawn a picture of him, which, you know, are probably just complete fucking dog shit and they want to run to put it on the fridge. Oh boy. <laughs> and then he says, I ran into Rudolph and Zach, who, who are the two guys who ostensibly created him. Um, to his wife. Yeah, I'm saying that a lot. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but nothing's for sure in this comic, which is why I keep it's saying all, that. This whole comic yeah, is all sensible. It, it, it's, it's all, it's all just, it's, it's, it's a postmodern inversion of your expectations and it's, it's beautiful. So it, yeah, it, it was brilliant. I, I've got so many comments. Yeah. So many comments. Daniel, Daniel, you really fucking glossed over what, uh, Rudolph and Zach said. Um, at the time they are being cornered by this the spaceship is here. It's fucking picking them up, right? Like, uh, Atomic Man has been defeated by the spaceship or something. Uh, Zach and Rudolph are like, looks like we have no choice, says uh-huh. Zach. And Rudolph goes, no. Interrogator goes, tell us, who is your master? <laughs> and then the robot dude goes, he is the greatest mechanical mind of our century. That's Dr. Robotnik. They both go, oh, no, bolded, all caps, oh, no. <laughs> Gizmo. <laughs> Like, they fucking know who Gizmo. They know who Gizmo is. Yeah, they yeah. all know fucking. Oh Gizmo. fuck, like, it's Gizmo. Which begs the fucking question: When this robot detective came upon them in the first place, were they not like, "Oh, this must be Gizmo"? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, oh, these man. these are some of the questions that uh, that 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 get, that get asked on uh, the bargain bin segments, but are often not answered. I love that they get taken away in a fucking spaceship too, and then Atomic Man <laughs> wakes up. There, okay, in this panel, the spaceship is flying away. Atomic Man has stars, like, over his head. Like, he is... Uh, he's knocked out. He's knocked out. The spaceship yep. is flying away. Jarrett wants you to shut the door. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say... The spaceship's flying away, but, like, we can see Zach and Rudolph being like, Atomic Man, save Atomic us! Man. Which, like, that kind of changes the relationship that they had with Atomic Man. But... Yeah, it really sets the time. Go ahead and scream like schoolgirls, says oh, the robot. Oh, no. And then Atomic Man, in the next panel, he wakes up <laughs> the ship... I love it, dude. The ship is in the top right corner, and it goes. The robot's like, "This ship is soundproof and silent." <laughs> <laughs> and then Tongue Man wakes up and he goes, "Rudolph, Zach, my best buddies, who I just discovered, who made me. Where'd you go?" Yeah. And he's like, "No animosity, no no suspicion whatsoever." He's like, "Hey, where'd Rudolph and Zach go?" Yeah. Man, Atomic Man, he is a special individual. He's he's really good, and I wish that he's we could. He's a thick motherfucker too. Yeah, he's he's not only a thick boy, but he also has a fucking T-shirt that we could have bought if we lived in 1987, and right. I, re- I really wish we did. So, okay, Daniel. after your entire intro about the company that made this comic, yeah. Uh, so this keep in mind that this isn't is what I actually believe it is, and that it's not some sort of clever inversion of it's, you it's, know yeah. uh, comic book tropes and the idea of what a hero is. It basically just shows to me that in the late 1980s, there was so much free-flowing capital going around that you could literally just make like dipshit comics about uh, the California Raisins yep. and like a licensed <laughs> version of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Well, you couldn't because that would, try to that would bankrupt that you. That would, ba- that would bankrupt yeah. you. Yeah, but the no. California Raisins—that's a fucking knockout. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. The, the Atomic Man—he's not even a complete picture. You know, no. there, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing to draw you in. There's nothing about him that like would be enticing or interesting as a superhero. He just might have some superpowers. He has a family. He has a mysterious origin. This is like the most half-baked, like coked-out, dipshit fucking story I've ever heard in my life. 
Which if, if that there was ever anything more appropriate for the fucking Reagan era, dude. I was gonna say if there's anything, if you just couldn't, you couldn't sum up the 1980s better than what the fuck you just Atomic said. Atomic Man, for real. Let, let me just read to you. Yeah, please, please. Let me, do. Let me read to you please. this one piece of fan mail that they have at the beginning of oh Atomic Man. Okay. God, yes. Dear Mister Boniver, Boniver. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Okay. That's, Wait a minute. But I mean, it's close. Dear, uh, it's Boniver. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dear okay, Mr. Bony Bear. Uh, okay. I wanted to write and tell you how much I enjoy your quirky, unusual creation, Atomic Man. I missed the first quirky. issue, but the second was a blast. <laughs> Get it. Blast. The highly stylized geometric art is very unique and, although it requires a little bit of effort to decipher, <laughs> it's a joy to see someone develop a style that's not a ripoff. The art looks great in both color and black and white. A true rarity. Yeah, dude. The cover, I mean, wow. There's red, there's blue, really there's pops yellow. Really so pops many colors. Out. I look forward to the, the development of the characters and storyline <laughs> and enjoy the fact that Atomic Man is a husband and a father. Yeah, he loves, he loves his two little 50-year-old boys. There are precious few of us dad types in comics, and it's fun to see the Atomic family react to his adventures. Please keep up the good work. And thank you for your time and There's efforts. No oh my god, the Atomic Family, dude. Mark Cottenham, full circle, baby, Austin, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that was a real letter. But are you sure? <laughs> are you are you sure that the reason this did fail is because? Wait, 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 wait. But like, what a real he all he says that the fucking art is hard to decipher. <laughs> You know what I mean? Which well, it even, is, even like it's a fucking it is, it's hard it's, to decipher. It's a fucking it's, nightmare. Why dude. is the wallpaper in the background <laughs> so often? It's these little fleur de lis, like constantly there. It makes it so hard to fucking figure out it's what a, is happening. It's art, bitch. Are you are you sure it just didn't fail because the typeface for Atomic Man is just a direct ripoff of Pac Man and Mrs. <laughs> Pac Man, and that like Pac Man's lawyer. Who is like probably no, what's, like what's, Rob what's, Kardashian or Rob Kardashian's dad or whatever was like, oh, this is the font of Mr. Pac Man, and you're gonna need to. What, what's even more, what's even more hilarious to me is the wild and cool. it, the, the wild and I, I completely glazed over what he just said, which <laughs> yeah, is fine. which is important to be a podcast host is the wild <laughs> inconsistencies between the typefaces. So you've yeah, got this very clean whiz. Look at that. That's and some the, clip art though. There's a fucking very like, very clean whiz, but then you have that, something that's clearly written in a fucking. Where? My baby. written in a sharpie you know what i yeah, mean no, it like, goes from suddenly 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 that's a font right there suddenly and then the dialogue where's my baby that's lettered in a fucking it's, no it's, it's, insane. It, it's like a zine it's very diy it's yeah. very uh you know it's you might even say that this is what it's zines, anti-corporate that what the uh, that's what zines are trying to emulate is this really shitty fucking Aaron complete awful Wolf. piece of garbage yeah well hey you know what I'll give you guys each the the catharsis. This is my favorite part. It's taking a book and just whipping it across. So each one of you can take a book. Jared, can give you it, please give it a stop toss? and just try to speak into your mic? No, I. You know what? Hey, I have. This is been. like, come on, man. This is amateur hour. But many, hey, I'm I'm yeah. throwing I'm throwing a book, baby. So how about you take a book? I'm trying to be a professional here. Give it a, give it a toss. How, how'd that feel? How'd that feel? Let's. What, what's the other one that we want? Wow, that actually. Um, here you go, Daniel. This Give is it. why people read comics. Give it a toss, Daniel. Give it a toss. Fucking Paul Feig, MCU piece of shit. Give it a toss. <laughs> Duh, I feel good. Yeah, that feels good. good. So that's Craft Comics, baby. Uh, this is another end of another great e- uh, issue episode. I want to thank you guys again. Zeke Witter, uh, Daniel Stafford, two of my best friends all time. Thank you so much for coming out, hanging out with me, reading some books, drinking some beers, having a great-ass time. You can't hear it. 
Uh, we can't actually. You can hear it. We can't hear it. There's some sexy, fucking sad saxophone playing in the background. We both want you to know. We all want you to know. Bernie. 2020. Bernie 2020. Whisper it though. Whisper it though. Bernie, Bernie, 20, Bernie 2020. And also you look wonderful. And also you look wonderful tonight. Thank you, Daniel. He's researched this shit. Yeah, I watched this shit. Everybody make kiss noises. 